0: I'm just saying everybody's got their lines they don't cross until things get messy.
1: What is up Star Wars fans? This is like my 7th attempt at trying to record this bit, but damn it, this is the last one. I'm putting my foot down. We talk Hayden's back. Why do I even have to tell you what we talk about? You already know. It's a massive week in Star Wars. There's no way we're not going to talk about it. And that's exactly what we do. We talk about Hayden coming back. We talk about all the other shows that they announced for Disney Plus for Star Wars. We also talk about the not-so-filler-filler episode of Mando, which was still great nonetheless. But before we even get into that, because it's a -a two-and-a-half-hour-long episode. I think I said that. I don't remember. This is, like I said, the seventh or eighth time I've tried this. If you're not following our Instagram account, what are you doing with your life? There's, There's, like, honestly, there's no other point other than to follow our Instagram. They're only legends. That's all you got to type it in. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever Instagram lets you do. Spencer puts in a lot of time to give you comic strips, trivia, memes, all sorts of good shit on there. Send us an email if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to tell us that you're sick of us, if you want to tell us that you're you're in love with, with, our, with our sultry voices. I don't even know if I did a sultry voice right there. Send it to us, They're only legends at gmail.com. Also, lastly... I know like 90% of you are listening to us on iTunes and it would be amazing if you just go down there and leave us a five-star review. We'll love you forever. I can't do this anymore. This was the last time I was gonna try this. Just just enjoy the episode. It's two and a half hours long, so so just just get into it. I'm I'm done. Far, far away, with a Jedi and a sit and a smuggler's pay. Me, are and Yoda, 3PO and Leo, Luke Vader and Later, Kylo fit Parade. Don't tell me the eyes when I place them a bed. Who got the Chewbacca? There's no need to fret. Bust are primed pram the coordinates set, then it's off with the heads like the name Jango Fett in these movies like 500 times on solo shot first ain't no changing my mind i with the force and the force is with me so of course we'll see even if I go blind I'm on this journey of trials and lessons be lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds let's jump to life speed and send through the heavens enjoy every minute cause they're only legends
0: welcome Back, Star Wars fans, legends, and non-legends alike, it's your boy Spencer, and I'm here with Tyler Gray. Yeah, What's yeah, up, yeah, 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 you got my
1: sultry morning voice, because we've got ourselves a little treat for the fans, the first ever, like, coffee in the cantina version since we're doing it early morning.
0: Yeah, we usually do it, like, late at night, like, you know, a little behind the curtain action, so, like, you get off of work, I've been off all day, mm-hmm. you usually sit down, you know, 8 o'clock. Sometimes we start rolling at like eight thirty and we run into like later at night. But you had some work stuff going on. I was like, you know what? Let's just wake up Sunday. Let's do it Sunday. And yeah. here we are, man. Bright and early. We got our coffee in hand. It's a little bit different of a vibe, but I'm sure halfway through we're gonna wake up and we're gonna Oh yeah. We're gonna jump yeah. right into all the important shit.
1: I left for work at I left for work at six AM yesterday. I walked in the door at nine thirty at night. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So when when you said you wanted to do this in the morning, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> like I I don't have to feel like rushed to get home. I don't see the way I've looked at this thing is even though we're not get, making any money off of this, I've been treating this podcast like it's our fucking job. That's yeah. how much I, I care about this more than I care about the thing that actually makes me money. Right. And so I look at my work as a, a distraction or an interruption to the content creation side
0: which sucks because it's like your primary income i find myself the same way like i have a desk job so like it's so hard to sit at a desk having a computer in front of me and my phone and not sit and monitor the instagram and not try to like pull up a a document to create content to put Mm -hmm. out like i have to fight that urge so i'm like oh no i gotta do my yeah. claims processing and the shit that I do for my job, but. but at least you have the
1: ability to have like the 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 word document behind your your other pages, and then you yeah, can pull f- it up. Me, I'm over here with a, a quick... fucking buffer in my hand, trying to fucking think of like a new theory for the next week. And I'm like, God, right. I want to write this down, but if I stop and write this down again, I'm gonna get bitched at. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to say something, and I know this isn't psych with Travis and Tyler, and we normally just stick to Star Wars, so I'll ch- I'm going to try to tie it into Star Wars. Um, let me just say, I wouldn't be able to live on Hothwell, and that's literally just to throw in Star Wars reference. I fucking hate snow. So yeah. I live, for those who don't know, I live basically on the bottom of a mountain. Well, the foothills of a mountain, basically. So it snowed the other night, and I've realized... I cannot stand snow, and it's literally because it creates a potentially minor to moderate inconvenience to my day, as well as it's unpredictable, and I'm like, everyone, like my roommate's like, I love snow, I hope it snows all the time, and I'm like, I fucking hate snow, because... If it snows and then I can't get to work when I want to leave, I have to thaw my car out for 15 minutes. Now there's a chance that I'm going to hit some type of snow and now I can't go. I, it's going to take me longer to get home or get to work. You also drive a
0: lowered two-wheel drive car. I also have such as I <laughs> like. I also I drive. Also, I yeah, you I, drive a what 92 Integra. Well, I have. My I know you guys were just talking about this on on
1: site. You have your Blazer too, though. But I have my Blazer, even with my Blazer though, because I took that home. On Friday night, because it yeah. snowed Friday night. So I took my blazer, my four-wheel drive, you know, snow tires, blazer. And even then, though, like, it's, like, still annoying as fuck. I'm just, like, right. I, hate, I hate snow. And I don't know why I had to say that on some form of podcast, because by the time I record Psych again next week, I would have forgotten about it. But, yeah.
0: We also live in, like, the greater Portland area. Yeah. And our entire city shuts down mm-hmm. every time. Like I make the joke. Cause you know, a lot of people move here and I meet them and they're like, Oh, like what's winter. Like what's, you know, mm-hmm. how, how extreme does it get? Do you guys get snow? And I always make the joke where like the second a snowflake falls from the sky, people start wrecking their cars and mm-hmm. abandoning them on the side of the road. They just close their eyes and swerve. They don't, they don't yeah, know. It's they just have panic attacks and wreck their shit. And like, I'm fine driving in snow. Like I don't, I don't have anxiety associated with it, but... I do. Like, you you know me, too. I'm also the kind of person where I get, like, two different... Like, I, I buy cars ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I, buy, like I buy buckets right. with the idea of, like, I'm going to fix this thing up. It's going to be a dope car. Like, right now, I've got that 97 Eclipse in my driveway. I'm like, dude, fast and furious, bro. I got mm-hmm. a 2G Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I'm already over that project. I'm ready yeah. to get myself a nice... I'm about to go finance the car. Yeah, yeah. but. I always tell myself like I'm gonna get myself a like four wheel drive or all wheel drive option so that mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with this anxiety of like driving a lowered two wheel drive car. Right. And so that that's like every time winter comes around we get like snow advisories and shit like that. Which luckily I don't live on the base of a mountain. I live in yeah. Portland metro area, um, southeast, and so i don't really have to worry about snow except for maybe a week out of the year and then it's Mm -hmm. just ice that i have to worry about but yeah it's uh i I definitely feel that where you know there's that that added it's just like anxiety producing and people and it's not even me like if it was just me on the road i'd be fine bro i'd be skit skating around if i put myself in a ditch i get myself out ain't no big thing but it's all the other cars and all the other people that don't know how to drive that make it dangerous that's where my anxiety comes from
1: i don't mind driving in the snow i don't mind you know it i can handle that you know it actually looks like you're jumping to light speed you know at night snowflakes flying in it's It's dope flying past yeah yeah. but the thing is like people are where i live right they feel the need that there there's the stereotypical like not everybody who drives a big lifted truck is a dick face But there's a lot of the stereotypical dick faces that drive lifted trucks where I live. Sure. So, like, they're fine. They don't give a fuck. They can just haul ass 65 miles an hour through the snow up the mountain. And it's like not all of us can do that. And they don't, like, there's been multiple times in the last couple of years since I've lived up here where, like, I'll be driving. And somebody just flies past me and hits a bunch of snow and then literally blinds me because my entire windshield's covered in snow and I have no idea <laughs> where I'm going. Right. Or the people, you know, because I try to I try to be safe and I slow down, uh, and not drive as fast in the snow. And then you got people who like come flying up behind you and then they're freaking out that you're driving so slow. And it's like, yo, adjust your speed and driving style for the fucking conditions, ass face. Yeah. Anyway. Check yourself. Bring down that throttle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throttle yeah. back, asshole, before you kill everybody. There'll be shit, bits man. and pieces of us in so many different sectors. Anyway. All
0: all over, man.
1: So that's my little well, rant shit. for the morning to get us going.
0: That's, that's cool, bro. I, I, I like that. I like that it makes us feel more human. Instead of coming into the podcast and being like, oh, we got to dive into news. We got all this going on. It's kind of nice to just bullshit and, and, and talk about our lives a little bit and the shit that we're dealing with. But um, that being said... yeah. <laughs> That being Yo, said, indeed. man! What a fucking week!
1: Holy fuck, man! Okay, so
0: I don't even know where to begin with all of this.
1: Well, what I will say is, because uh, we'll do, we're kind of gonna do what we have done, where we kind of touch on Mando later. But yeah. I will say, I will say about Mando that one, I love the ep. Two, it was filler, but it was fun filler, and thank God it was filler this week. Because all of this shit that came out the day before, if this was another banger of an episode, like, full of shit, we would have a four-hour episode on our hands right now. Because we 100%. still have to... So, like, I was super happy that, like, one, it was a really fun, short, enjoyable episode. Um, It did have a little bit of character development, but it did, like, because I'm thinking, like I said, I'm thinking of, like, I'm thinking of how this inter- like affects us in terms of the podcast. When I got done, I'm like, Dude, now we can talk about all the news that dropped and not have to spend, not that we don't enjoy spending two hours talking about Mando, because we we fucking do. But, like, it was kind of, like, almost, not really a relief, but kind of nice to know that now we can talk about fucking Hayden Christensen coming back. Oh, my God,
0: dude. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to jump around too much. I know you got this stuff <laughs> laid out here, but
0: no, nah, that's all good, man. We this is just a it's an outline. We can we can reference it. We can talk about dude like fuck, man. Talking about Hayden Christensen. I was so surprised to hear that. I didn't think like I don't know what I expected out of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show in general, mm-hmm. which I like that they're calling it Obi-Wan Kenobi and not just like Kenobi. Not just Kenobi a like a Star like we Wars thought. series. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like that it's Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I like the the eye in the logo, the eye at the end of Kenobi is his lightsaber hilt. Oh, I didn't even know. I don't know if you caught that. I did not catch that. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, dude, like I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting Hayden Christensen to come back. But no, not at all. I think I think that that's one of the like essential moves that they made. Like, because people are gonna watch it regardless. Because right. you and McGregor alone has his own cult like following oh yeah he is he's jesus to a lot of people mm-hmm. like literally and figuratively mm-hmm. yeah right but right. um no like it's i am i'm beyond excited and i cannot wait to start seeing material and the fact that um kathleen kennedy straight up said this will be the rematch of a century dude okay so you you have to know that they chose their words Very, very, very carefully when announcing these things. I don't think that they're going to say this will be the rematch of a century if we're not going to get a Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen as Vader face off. Of course we are. Like they
1: have to run when it comes to a company as large as Disney, like everything they say, whether it's a social media post, well, one, people like Kathleen that high up in the company, somebody else runs their social media But, like, when it comes to any statement said publicly at all, it is discussed behind closed doors. How are you going to answer these questions? Mm -hmm. And what can you say? How do we want to say it? Because they know people like us are going to go, rematch of the century, that means they're fighting. And, like, they don't want to say something that's not going to possibly pan out. Because what are we going to do if we don't get that fight? We're going to complain about it. Because you said, you know, so... um. There's a lot of interesting ways to look at that one line, right? There's like th- they have to fight in some way, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: episode 4 doesn't explicitly say, but tends to hint or imply that that was their first meeting in a long long time, right? If right. if not since Revenge of the Sith in a long fucking time. Um the the there isn't an exact time because, you know, like Vader says a presence I haven't felt since and then walks off. He doesn't finish the sentence. Yeah. Uh, could be 10 years, could be 20, whatever. Um, but when they face off, you know, Vader says, you know, before you were the teacher and I was the student, but now I am the master or whatever, you know, something yeah. to that effect. Um, you were I've, the teacher and I was but alone,
0: but now I am the master.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See, when it comes to OT shit, I know you're going to, like, the way you say, like, I'm, I, I know that I can pull names and shit. And, like, I'll do that with the sequel trilogy. You could do that with the OT. <laughs> because right. I, I, I don't really remember, like, I've, as much as I've watched them, I haven't watched them as much as you. So, um, but, yeah, so that would, I feel like that would be, that would have to be said. With the intention of being like the last time we fought, I was still your apprentice, you know, yeah. and he was right. But you could still, in theory, spin it because you know they're going to spin it. They it, it, it could have; it could be like a spin on, um, like even if they do fight ten years, you know, it'd be because this is happening ten years after Revenge of the Sith, which is a, like nine to ten years, you know, Bby. Um, well, this is taking place not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, that means Vader could still have looked at himself as the learner when they fight in this series. Or Vader has had plenty, like in the comics and shit, you know, he's had visions, his dreams. Like literally running back the battle on Mustafar, but he's Vader and he kills Obi-Wan. You know, like playing it, because that's one of the ways that he... Keeps his hatred fresh as he thinks about, like, you know, the moment he lost all of his limbs and burnt almost to death, and he runs it back in his head or in his dreams and visions, and he beats Obi Wan. So there is no reason why we don't see that live action. Also, we might get Ewan and fucking Hayden de-aged a little bit and have some live action Clone Wars shit, like some sure. flashbacks. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, like I mean, I mean the amount of stuff that they have to pull from is endless. Like it figuratively, it is endless. They have so much that they can like when they said Hayden Christensen, immediately I was like, "Well, is this going to be flashback?" But it wasn't until I heard this is going to be the rematch of the century that I was like, "No, they're they're coming face to face." And you're you're right in like in a new hope, there are different things that suggest that you know, it can be taken like we've fully accepted as a fan base where you know Vader and Obi-Wan are they confront each other, I guess, they kind of run into each other on the Death Star. And the dialogue totally fits that they haven't seen each other since Revenge of the Sith. And and that's just what we've all come to assume. Like, oh shit, this is their first time facing off since, you know, Anakin's Fall to the Dark Side. However, does kind of leave that wiggle room in between the lines of like well they could have met up 10 years later because this takes place 10 years after the events of revenge of the sith yeah so you figure anakin's been in this armor now for 10 years um like i i don't know man i honestly like i don't know what to expect i as far as the series as a whole i think it's going to be difficult. Like, how is Obi-Wan not say, hey, motherfucker, like, you got kids, bro. Like, you, you're you running around in this black armor. You got kids. Do you think there's going to be any kind of situation where Obi-Wan tries to reach through to Anakin behind the black mask? No. Or do you think it's going to be straight up, like, Obi-Wan's kind of doing his shit over here, and then it cuts over to Vader doing his shit over here, and it eventually leads to the end of the series with their paths crossing. They tap their lightsabers against each other and then Obi-Wan flies off back to Tatooine.
1: Yeah, um yeah. So like Mandalorian, I'm trying to think and I'm and correct me if I'm wrong. Mandalorian 90% of the time follows Mando. The only other character that we ever see without Mando's presence is Moff Gideon. Yeah. They go they they will literally pull away from the Mando story. And even though ninety percent of what's going on is like we we're basically seeing or watching it from like a third person man Mando's perspective, except Moff Gideon filling us yeah. in on little things about the bad guy that Mo- that that Mando doesn't know. You know, and so I think we could see that where it is the Obi Wan Kenobi series, but it's we get Vader by himself. You know. What do you times. think is going to
0: draw him off world?
1: That is a good question. I wanted for a little. I wanted to say like. I wanted to say like Ahsoka, might find him for some reason, and he would ask her to like, watch over Luke. But. I I'd like to think that she doesn't know Luke exists, you know. Okay. Even though in even in Mando when we are like saying that she's she's clearly talking about Luke when she says Let's put him put Grogu on the seeing stone and maybe a Jedi will reach out to him.
0: Maybe Obi Wan leaves to find Ahsoka. Yeah. Something like, like just that. Particularly just particularly um, it's like, okay, it's been ten years since Order Sixty Six. is technically a de facto Jedi. Right. Um, and and I, I mean, who knows? He could have received communication of like the rebellion forming Mm-hmm. and been like, okay, well... Because Ahsoka comes up in Rebels, which would take place after this, right? Yeah,
1: I believe. I, I think Rebels... Yeah, I'm not sure. I, the Rebels timeline for me is a little... Even going back on the uh, uh, the, the Wikipedia galactic timeline that breaks it down virtually year by year, um, it's still, for me, like it's hard to remember what the timeline for Rebels is supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Um, i've been re-watching rebels in Mm -hmm. the last four days that's why rebels is kind of fresh in my mind Mm -hmm. and like you notice the technology so um i was watching i believe it was episode eight or nine of chapter one uh last night and they're on i believe it's Mm Lethal, and they have a big like imperial ship facility there and they're doing it's it's empire day Mm -hmm. and they're doing this big parade and the rebels crew is there and they they um they're introducing. Hey, look! We've made this new Tie Fighter. It's the uh, which one is it? It's, it's like the bomber. It's got the curved wings. I'm the namespace. Oh, 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 right oh.
1: It, But it's not the bomber. No, it's
0: but, not the. It's so, not the the two hold bomber.
1: Um, there's the prototype. There's. I
0: want to say interceptor, but I don't think that's right. Ooh. Because the interceptor's long.
1: N- well, no, the interceptor is got the um. The uh, oh wait no, t- I think the interceptor has like the pointed right uh, solar right. Fl- solar panels on the side. Yeah, um, dude,
0: sidebar. You have
1: to get into X wing. We'll talk about it later.
0: I, but, I like, know. Like, I know. Like, <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, but also in that they have the ATST walkers, which are a hybrid between the the old Republic walkers, where it's open, like the people are sitting mm-hmm. on top of it, and the empirical ATST walkers that are a closed. Thing, mm-hmm. they look like the older public walkers, but they're completely enclosed now. So you kind of see the transition from the old Republic technology. I'm saying right. older Republic in regards to before the fall of the Jedi Order. Yes, yeah, yeah. But older Republic technology transitioning into the Imperial technology, and right. Um, I don't know where in the timeline that sits between the events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, but. <sighs> And, but the reason I brought up Rebels was I don't know when, because I don't know where in the timeline Rebels sits. Because I don't know if it's ever, like, explicitly mm-hmm. said. But Ahsoka is in there as Fulcrum, as a basically a person that feeds information to the Rebellion. So... Oh, okay, so she's working with the Rebellion. That's dope. Yeah. So we might see the founding of the, the Rebellion against the Empire. I don't know. I have... I, I'm just... I'm so excited for <clears throat> Obi-Wan, bro. Like, that's honestly, between that and the Acolyte, those are probably the two things I'm the most excited for. Dude, so, yeah,
1: we'll move on to the other stuff. Uh, I just want to say, going back to your question about, um, it wasn't the TIE Aggressor, was it?
0: No, I'll look it up.
1: Because I've got the, the, the X-Wing mini Wookie, uh, wiki up on Fandom, and they have every single one. Let me see what the interceptor looks like on here. Now the interceptor has the pointed. It looks like a regular Tie Fighter, but it's got the pointed uh, solar things. There's the Defender, but that's even weirder looking. That's got the that's got three. I don't know if you've ever seen those. It's but. Uh,
0: the Spectras mingle among the crowd while Minister Tua presents Senior Laboratories' new Tie Advanced V One. Oh yeah, is called the, the Tie the, the the Advanced, advanced. Tie. and the Advanced yeah,
1: yeah. is. Um, the advanced is what Vader flies. Vader flies an advanced. Right. Um, I, I probably the, should have just said Vader's ship. Because I, I looked at it. That's the thing, dude, is I looked at it, and I was like, mm, I think he would have known Vader's ship. And then it went past it. Because the prototype that I mentioned.
0: Um, so but they blew that shit up in the episode. Oh, they, they planted did. bombs on it during the parade and blew that shit Ooh. up. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Rebels is so good, dude. Like, I understand we have all this shit to talk about, but, like, I am falling in love with yeah, we Rebels. Got, we got time. We got time. And I was also playing Squadrons last night. Mm-hmm. And Hera, which is the Twilek pilot from mm-hmm. the from Rebels, she yeah. makes an appearance in a hologram in Squadrons in the campaign on Chapter Seven of the campaign. Oh shit! That's awesome.
1: Um, fuck yeah. Um, there was one thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, you asked uh, if I thought Obi Wan was going to try and like you know, connect to Anakin, right? Yeah. Um, so my reasoning is that I would say no, because, all right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when Obi-Wan and Yoda, when Obi-Wan leaves, he's leaving Anakin for dead. He thinks Anakin's dead. Um, like literally, not not like figuratively. Anakin Skywalker is no more, and Darth Vader has
0: become. Yeah. Um, but he did everything except go down and kick his body into the lava. Literally, like he's, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's on yeah. fire. Exactly.
1: He's like, all right, I don't need to do this anymore. I can't stand. I can't stand to watch this. I'm out of here. Um. I don't. So for me. I remember most everything from Revenge of the Sith, but when it with that movie, I the part that always eludes me is the specifics of what happens literally from that point on to the end of the movie. I remember Leia gives birth, Leia, wow, no, Leia and Luke are born, um mm-hmm. and Padme dies and then Yoda and Obi-Wan and um uh, Bail Organa are sitting around the table. They're talking about they must go into hiding. They have to. They have to into exile. let must go.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds familiar. So the the Sounds whole rundown like good... after after well, that main yeah, fight okay, scene yeah. is essentially Obi Wan picks up Anakin's lightsaber, walks away, leaves him burning there next to the river of lava. Okay, he goes back to the ship. We don't see it, but he picks up Padme's body, carries her onto the ship. They fly back to I would. I don't think it's Coruscant or if they're actually delivering in the ship, but Yoda's there now. r 2s there. They deliver Luke and Leia. It's cutting back to Palpatine walking mm-hmm. with clone troopers down onto the lava beach on Mustafar, finding Anakin's body. And then it just cuts to him being formed with his armor. And then it cuts back to Padme. We don't know what's happening. She's completely healthy, but she's dying because she's dying of sadness. Mm-hmm. Which I I don't know that you can have your own thoughts on that,
1: but it's a thing in an, it's a thing in real life with old people yeah. when their yeah, when I, their when their spouse dies they usually die shortly after you know right but, but then um, she ain't exactly eighty
0: so yeah and then <laughs> and then Vader gets his helmet he sits up he's like where's Padme we don't and have to talk and, about that part that's dumb. okay <laughs> we don't, I no that. <laughs> <It's>, the, the, <laughs> I said we don't have to talk about it um.
1: <laughs> um I mean, it is kind of cool when he says, where's Padme? And he says, it would appear that in your anger you killed her. Or whatever. Right. And then he goes, no, that's impossible. I felt her alive. And then, like, the shit around the room starts to, like, crunch and Break shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. But then the, no! Anyway, um. so my <laughs> point <laughs> being is and and I had said something and I realized I was wrong with my reasoning for saying it was that Obi-Wan and Yoda had to hide the kids, right? Bale takes Leia, Luke takes, uh, or Luke, fucking Obi-Wan takes Luke out to, um, to Owen. And mm-hmm. like, I was under, like, I for some reason was like thinking, yeah, because if Vader finds out he'll kill them. No, it was because the emperor, if he found out that, that vader had kids then he would be thinking that they would be a threat to him or that he would try to do to them what he did with he did, uh, with anakin, vader yeah. so so but um because obviously it's not until so my question is when does obi-wan realize that anakin is still alive as darth vader like that's
0: my point when does obi-wan find out We're probably going to find out in this series because I wonder – because, like, here's the thing is I've never really thought about that Mm -hmm. until this very moment. Like, I've never actually thought about – you're right because Obi-Wan left his ass for dead Mm -hmm. and figured they're probably hiding them not from Vader but from the Emperor, Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. I would imagine we have to find out in the events of this series how – much like Ahsoka found out that Anakin is Darth Vader, I think this is where we find out that Obi-Wan mm-hmm. finds out that, oh my god, Anakin's Darth Vader.
1: And that's kind of what leads me into...
0: Dank, Farrakh.
1: Yeah. That's what kind of what leads me into um, my thoughts of Ahsoka. What if Ahsoka learns that Anakin is alive as Vader and she needs to find Obi-Wan to let him know that Anakin's still alive. And that's why Obi-Wan leaves. But here's the thing. If if they were worried that the Emperor was going to do something with the kids, I imagine Obi-Wan probably is still... Um, Obi-Wan thinks the same thing with Vader. Like, if this dude is now truly ma- more machine than man, then there's probably a less likely chance that this guy has anything good left in him and if i tell him he's got kids he's going to make it his purpose to go find these kids and make sure that they cannot bring him back to the light side you know um so he probably won't say anything also the other thing is that obi-wan knows where yoda is but yoda doesn't tell him on screen i'm going to dagobah so that means there's still connection that they're communicating he might get yoda? somehow I think we have to get Yoda or at the very least we'll hear Yoda because they don't have to, they don't have like, obviously like they don't have to, they're not like a force dyad. So we're not going to get like force timing, but like they could, you could still
0: like have, that's the term that's been associated with it. Instead of FaceTime, it is so fun. I
1: love the first time I heard force time. I was like, that's amazing. Um, But like, he could just be hanging out and on Tatooine. You know, fucking raking his sand zen garden, and then Yoda will just pop up in his head, being like, "Bitch, I'm on Dagobah, come see me," you know, or something like yeah. that. And he, because I mean, he tells Luke to go to Dagobah. That's where Luke. That's where Yoda is. Well, how does he know that? You know, because Yoda told him to. Also, like they tell him he has to go face Vader because Vader's his father, and it's like so they know Vader's alive. So we have to find that. You know, because Yoda doesn't know that, that Anakin didn't burn alive, you know, burn to death. So they both have to learn. So I think Obi-Wan learns, Obi-Wan tells Yoda, and then they make the decision to not try to use the kids as a leverage point. Um, and that's probably when we find out, like, the plan, right? That's the plan. Is like when Luke is old enough, we train him to, to bring balance back to the Force, you know? But that's where I, my thought process gets a little wonky. Right, because, and this is George's fault. As great as he is, he he. he this is his fault. So he makes a point in t- making like to make Anakin an interesting character. Right, he makes the rule that Padawans are chosen as very young, and that Anakin at ten is too old to be trained. But now saying that makes it weird that Obi Wan waits until Luke's twenty to talk to him about the Force, because mm-hmm. now he's twice as old as Anakin was. Well, now, he even goes to Dagobah, and
0: Yoda's like, "No, <laughs> What's exactly."
1: Too old are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to use. Um, there was a line in one of our intros that I was going to use when, um, for what episode was it? For the Grogu episode, and I ended up going with. Um, Ahsoka saying, "I'm no Jedi," and when I said Grogu episode, I mean when we learned his name. Right. What I had gone and I had gotten was. Yoda saying to Obi-Wan, I cannot train him. Uh, Too impatient is he, or he has no patience. Um, And then Obi-Wan says, the boy will learn, or whatever. But, like, I wanted that that bit of Yoda saying, I cannot train him. The boy has no patience. Because um, that's very important to, like, Ahsoka, then basically telling a a, a small version of Yoda that she can't train him because he has too much fear, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And and hearkening back to... An- like, all of these things, right? You've got Anakin being too too old and too emotional. Luke, definitely too old and too... At least impatient and emotional. Like, whatever. And then Grogu, too emotional. Like, that's like... So, Grogu's gonna be something crazy, big, powerful. You know, like, he has yeah. to... If we're following the the, you know, fucking whatever. But, so, to wrap up my thought, is, like, I just... I don't know... I feel like I want them to have like the plan, right? Like Yoda and Obi Wan, because I want to see Yoda and Obi Wan um, talking and making up the plan. Like um, we're gonna make sure. Then it's kind of sexist. Like, why wouldn't you try to get Leia to, to bring him back? Because oh, she's a woman; she doesn't have the Force. Wait, what, Yoda? You fucking old bastard! You know.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but like, if they if they make that conscious decision to wait another ten years. Right, um, then it just kind of goes against what they initially always were all about, and that's getting them when they're young. Um, so I don't think they should, right? Because then we're kind of right. like retconning uh, the prequels, essentially. And I don't like this, that.
0: This is a whole tangent that we can go down to because then this gets into like, you know, um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Mm-hmm. Did they really dislike Obi Wan? Or was it them not wanting Luke to like? It, was it out of safety for Luke? Which I'm leaning towards the latter. I'm leaning towards they obviously don't dislike Obi Wan. They're probably just trying to keep Luke away from him, just because for both? his own safety.
1: What if it's both? What if what if they they've grown to love Luke because you know it's you know that's their kid now essentially. Even though you know they're, they're raising him, they love him. But what if they also resent Ben for bringing Luke onto, like giving them the burden of Luke Skywalker and the possibility of something bad happening? Because you know he had to explain that to Owen, right? He had to have been like, here's the deal. He's going to stay with you because the Emperor is still around, and if he finds out about this guy, he's going to come after him. So what if they still resent Ben, sorry, Obi-Wan, for putting that burden on them and that constant stress and fear uh of some evil fucker showing up one day at their doorstep and killing them which kind of happens um yeah. but at the same time they they're fearful of Luke going like you know they know who Anakin was right like they know and so if they let Luke go out there then they have a possibility of losing for you know their child essentially so it could be both You know, maybe they do actually have like dislike for Obi-Wan because of the fact that they're like, he's like, here, here's this kid, you know, Mm -hmm. and here's all of the baggage that comes with it. Um, But at the same time, they don't want, I don't know, it's a possibility.
0: Like, And then out of safety for Luke, that could also be a contributing factor as to why they don't want him to go off and join the Imperial Navy, because that's ultimately what Luke wanted to do. He wants to follow his friends and that like, that was essentially the same thing as I'm going to join the army to get out of this shithole hick town. I'm going to join the army go see the world go you know that's that that point. was the empire's yeah. thing whether or not he agrees with the empire that's that's kind of like I, I don't know man because then as soon as Obi-Wan brings up the empire and how they need to be stopped he's like I hate the empire too so I I don't know it's well I guess it's a, kind of up for interpretation
1: but well I mean like okay this is going to sound uh, non-patriotic, so take it with a grain of salt. I'm not anti-America, but if you want to look – there's a lot of similarities that you can, can attribute to both the Empire and the United States of America. There's a lot of people who want to get out of there for what you said. Let me get out of this hick town. I'm going to join the Marines, whatever. I grew I, – I went to uh, a, a hick town for my senior year of high school, and I saw that a lot, you know? Sure. Um, I did too. Yeah, exactly. And so – like it's a thing. And but but like if you look at like what our country has done at times, like depending on your perspective, there's some pretty horrific shit that our that our country has done uh to other people in times of war. Um civilians that didn't necessarily deserve it, you know, and and yeah. does that make us inherently bad? I don't know, but like there's like you can uh, you can Want to fight for your country because of the people that live in the country, right? For in this case, if we don't look at our country as the plot of land, but if we look at the United States of America as essentially a governing body, and if you can go fight for the army of America because you care for the people that live inside its borders that it's being governed and disagree with what the governing body is doing, but you're doing it for you know, and that's like Luke hates the empire but wants to go fight for the empire because he thinks he can do something good. He can follow his friends. He can get out of the hick town and then still do some sort of good for the people in the galaxy and still hate the empire for what they stand for. You mm-hmm. know, like there, I, I, I tend to draw similarities there. Um, well, that mean, they might not be there, but, but
0: I don't know. That's, that's where the inspiration is for these things too. Like right. they, you know, all everything in this fantasy world that we enjoy has, Real world roots and inspirations that cause it to be, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and to build on that, that that same perspective, the reason that the Empire, like, because we're left as viewers to think of like, oh, the Empire kind of bullies everybody into submission, right? Okay, but there are a lot of people which you kind of start seeing in Rebels um, that are fighting for the Empire that are. They have been successfully brainwashed by the propaganda that, hey, the empire's the good guys. Yeah. We're the ones establishing order. These crazy rebel terrorists are trying to disrupt this order and bring mm-hmm. down the empire that because we're in place, you have all these resources that you do. So guess what? You want to de fact and you wanna go follow these rebel terrorists. We're gonna cut your resources. We're gonna, you know, install our own people into your governmental systems to which this is getting on a really no, no, dark you, you, tangent. You, no, go for but it, it, bro. But it's it's very it's very similar yeah. to real world. We like and, and here's the thing. I feel like I have to preface this by saying I love my country. I there are things about it that I agree with and there's things about it that I disagree with. I support all of our troops. I I just feel like I have to say that off right. the bat because but like the real world what is actually happening is we have bases all over this entire world. We go into foreign countries that are quote failing, and we establish democracy in those countries. We're like by force. It reminds me of the meme where <laughs> we, it's we like... install leaders and we
1: establish democracy. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that you saying that just reminds me of the meme where it's like <laughs> like the oh. Such and such country has oil. Sounds like they need a little bit
0: of democracy. <laughs> you know, right. I and mean, it's yeah. like a <laughs> fighter
1: jet with a bomb on it, or something, in an eagle in the background, yeah. or some shit. You know. Right. But anyway, yeah, but
0: it's it's that's very much the same thing. It's it's very much the same thing. And I'm not like, again, right, right. No, you don't country. have to do that. I'm not, I'm you don't not, have, yeah, yeah. But like, it's there's a whole political network of reasons that the empire does what it does.
1: Right um well the empire was based on nazi germany right sure initially yeah well if you think about that there were people uh in germany at the time that were a part of the military that were literally just a part of the military because they didn't know about the atrocities of the holocaust that were happening yeah. you know they they weren't a, they weren't a part of that you know and they they didn't know and when they did find out you know, it was like, what the fuck? It's kind of like Han Solo in, in the Solo movie. One, he's just like basically a slave boy that wants to get out and leave with his girlfriend, and he eventually gets out. And yes, he joins the the Imperial Navy as a way to get away from the stormtroopers in the moment. But he also had said he wanted to be a pilot. You know, yeah. Um, and so he joins the pilot academy. Whatever fails, goes into the the the. Um, uh, Fucking infantry, right? Infantry, and yeah. there's that scene when they're standing around in the circle, listening to their uh, CO, and and he's like, you know, the CO says uh, something about hostiles, and he, he's like, "We're the hostiles."
0: Yeah, we're like, on their. We're the hostiles, yeah.
1: and he's like, "What did you say, soldier?" He goes, "We're the hostiles invading their planet." You know, and, and it's like that is a direct contradiction. To the military, the military uh, uh, objective at that moment, but it's exactly like what you're saying is like. There's there's, so good and bad, right? Hero villain, is a is a perspective. Good versus evil isn't a perspective necessarily because good and evil is a morality deal. Well, even even hero villain, but like. In the Empire's eyes, they're the heroes, and ISIS's eyes they're the heroes. America's the villain. You know, it's like, so yeah, it's exactly the same as like, you know, to the people that are sick and tired of the Americans coming into their country and trying to establish government and take out everything that they've known for the last 20 years, just because the Americans think it's right to them. We're the empire and Mm -hmm. they're the rebels Yeah. to us. Yeah, we're in from our point of view. They're the terroristic. They're the terrorist rebels. And if you're gonna if you're gonna join them, then you know, fuck you, type of deal. They want to cause harm to us, and they right. threaten our democracy. So and we so, come in with a fucking yeah, iron I, fist. So yeah. so yeah, they're like yeah. I don't know how. I mean, we definitely, we're really good at spiraling tangents. Um, but <laughs> but mind but, you, but, we've touched on one project out of ten. Yeah, so. I know, I know. But yeah, so bringing it back, like rid. Reeling it in, because that one, that one went deep. Um, There's a lot of good stuff that we can see from Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, yes, I, I'm yes. I'm excited There's to a see lot of, all of
0: these things touched on and explored.
1: And it would be really awesome to be able to see more, like, a broader version of what the Empire looks like at that time period, you know? Yeah, We're, absolutely. So, and one of the, so one of the things we will get to see from one of these other projects is how the Empire truly starts, and that's in Bad Batch. And holy fuck, that trailer is so good. I don't know if I'm more excited for Bad Batch or if I'm more excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show because holy fuck, man. I, when you told me they're doing a spinoff show of Bad Batch, I was like, oh, cool. Cool. Whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch it, so we'll talk about it on the podcast. No, dude. When, that, when I saw that trailer, <sighs> like there, I got chills, bro. I got chills when, when uh, Palpatine says... The Republic will reorganize into the the first ever galactic empire. Like, and then the, all yeah. of the stormtroopers are down there. The bad batch are looking up at it. You know, like holy, f- I got chills. I'm like, yeah, whoa. And then Tarkin, that mm-hmm. was quite the display. You know, like yeah. oh shit. So like, what are they, are they working for the Empire? Are they pretending to work for the Empire? Are they like so? My brother in law Julian. So I
0: had and he Julian. he had. What's that? I said shout-outs to Julian. Shout-outs to Julian. So he had uh, – a, he sent me a DM, and he was like, man, I'm so excited for the the Bad bad Batch show, Um, you know, seeing these mercenaries go off and doing their thing. Yeah. And hopefully eventually helping the rebellion, like if it transitions up to that far. And I had, I had asked him, I was like, do you think that, like, they have their inhibitor chips removed? Because – like they're clones so they would have had to get these but he made a comment to me which i don't want to paraphrase it so i'm just going to find it um maybe no i'm not (laughs) but he made a comment to me that like these specific types of clones didn't get inhibitor chips well well with that and all i mean i am not sure Oh, my messages aren't loading. But yeah, he had made a comment to me where it's like... They eventually became like ARC Troopers. Um, yeah. But but I don't know. So I don't know if they have inhibitor chips. But if that's the case... Are they going to be... Uh, Were the... Go ahead, sorry. I don't think they're going to be generic Stormtroopers. So are the the way that it was set up in this was... It's in the post-Clone War era they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So it sounds like they have some sort of choice into the decisions that they make and they themselves have to struggle between what's right and wrong, um, Mm -hmm. figuratively speaking. So I don't know exactly what that means as far as like, I think that they're going to be mercenaries doing missions for the empire. -hmm. I just don't know. I don't know to what extent they're going to straddle the line between good and evil. You know what I mean? They're obviously going to do work for the Empire, but who who knows? Are they going to assist in tracking down remaining Jedi's? Are they going to team up with Inquisitors? And, um, I, I mean. Dude, it'd be
1: crazy, I, um, if they did that. If they teamed up with in with uh the Inquisitors. Um so sorry, um I, I was looking up the, the canon the inhibitor chips, like what the canon knowledge of it is, right? This is according to Wikipedia, um, they're pretty good at keeping shit updated, but who knows? but this is under the canon not the legends under the canon tab of what the inhibitor chip is it's called a behavioral modification biochips also known as inhibitor chips control chips and behavioral inhibitor biochips were a type of organic biochip capable of dictating or responding to the thoughts of its host Caminoan yeah Caminoan cloners implanted them within each clone trooper in the grand army of the republic at the third stage of their embryonic development when they were activated, the troopers responded to orders without question, allowing the Supreme Chancellor to initiate Order Sixty Six. Yada yada. Um, and then the Galactic Empire later employed these devices to keep in line its enslaved Wookiee population on Kashyyyk. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's not I cool. They, it's, yeah, it's not cool. They did that. It's cool that, yeah. that that's a knowledge that we have now. So, okay. So my question then is: So, third, if once they reached beyond the third embri- embryonic state. Right? So when they were embryos, right? So the question then becomes at what point did they know the bad batch was a bad batch of clones? Was it during their embryonic state? So if it was, then why wouldn't they know. have just gotten rid of it? You know what I mean? Like because the whole point of the bad batch is like these guys are clones that all are that they're disfun- they're deformed, dysfunctional, whatever. They all have the little quirks different shapes and sizes, different you know personality, different voices even. Um and my thought is like if if they were looking at the embryos and they were one only six of them or five of them, right? Only five four, four? There's four of them. Oh, I thought there was five in the trailer. Anyway, um I thought at the beginning of the trailer you could see five of them. I could be wrong. But uh but with there was only out of the millions and millions, uh, that's a <laughs> WWE reference, uh, of the millions of clone troopers, embryos, that they went through, uh, only four of them were defunct, and they didn't get rid of them, you know? So, like, if, if, that, if that were true, then, um, if that were true, then, uh, I feel like they would have probably gotten rid of the, uh, the, the embryos before they were developed and if they didn't do that then they'd have to have their inhibitor chips in right because an ARC trooper wasn't somebody who didn't have an inhibitor chip an ARC trooper was, was a clone trooper that ended up performing so well they were granted the rank of ARC trooper and then got to be like a commander or like they got to go do things that the general army didn't have to do but that didn't mean they didn't have an inhibitor
0: chip I guess that's true um, yeah, there, I don't there's think anyone anyway. There's four of the clones So the Bad Batch is their informal name They are called Clone Force 99 um, They make their first appearance In season 7 of the Clone Wars So if you've watched that you know who they are um, But it looks like they have A clone trooper Wrecker Who has an enhanced muscular form Crosshair Who had exceptional vision That allowed him to be very a very capable sniper tech who used his enhanced mental aptitude to handle the technical operations while the leader of the squad sergeant hunter had sensory abilities that allowed him to sense electromagnetic signals so yeah it's it's four of them each of them kind of have their own um their own things going on but that's right so at the end of so commander cody yeah no was it cody I think it um, was. I
1: think it was Cody because I think Rex stayed back.
0: Yeah, I forget who it was, but was it Echo? Hold on, hold on. I'm, no. I'm like reading while I'm so, trying to talk.
1: I think Echo was the one that Cody and the Bad Batch went to go save, and I think Rex was with Ahsoka. Um, when
0: Order sixty six happened, it was Echo because then they they removed his chip. Right, Ahsoka did it with the Force. And removed his chip. Uh, Was it Echo? I don't
1: fucking know. I I don't remember. I could have swore. So, okay. Well, we do know. So, one of the clones, she doesn't use the force, though. She puts him on, like, the fucking... um,
0: She removes him. Yeah, no, it was Echo. Echo, at the end, joined the squad. Joined the Bad Batch squad. Because, remember, they fucked him up. He was all messed up.
1: Yeah, Echo was the one that was kidnapped, and they were using his algorithm to know what was happening. Ahsoka yeah. was with Rex, I thought, when Rex when Order Sixty Six happened, and she put him on the like the cat scan machine, basically to remove his chip, and that's how they escaped all of the other clones. That sounds correct. And Cody was with the Bad Batch to go rescue Echo, because he knew it was Echo, because he recognized. He's like, I know that voice anyway, you know, or whatever. Um, if we're wrong, send us an email. <laughs> yeah, just
0: yeah. I'm sure we I'm sure we fucks up, but, but, but
1: I, I don't know because I just kind of recently rewatched the season seven with Travis or parts of it anyway. So I feel like that's right. But I, I could, I today's today's phrase is I could be wrong. Today's episode, wrong. this episode's uh, uh, catchphrase is I could be wrong. Um,
0: um, but yeah. Anyways, like for the Bad Batch. We, we can see a whole bunch of shit. We're obviously going to see some of the transition from the Clone Wars into the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see them... Like, I want to see the actual transition of clone troopers being phased out with... Regular people. People coming in and having their armor change. Like, I would love to see... Like, I wonder if they use the clone armor up until the clones start aging out of it. And mm-hmm. then as they bring in new recruits, they give them the stormtrooper armor to identify the clones versus the stormtroopers. Right. That would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see that happen. Um, is there anything you want to see specifically from the Bad Batch? <sighs> Just, dude... Yeah. the fucking trailer
1: made me so excited. Just, it looks, it's going to be action packed. It's going to be funny. I don't have anything specific, honestly, that I want to see from it. I'm just excited to see what they have. Cause if there was, so because you made me watch season seven, right? Cause I was, you, you didn't make me, but you were like, here's a list of things. And uh, you know, we had talked like, man, and anybody who's gotten into the clone Wars, like, and I've said this before, there's different levels of Star Wars fandom and I clearly am not at the highest because, like, I tried to watch Clone Wars initially in the order of release and it was tough, man. It was really tough because, like, I would get, like, three or four episodes in and then just be like, okay, I'm going to go do something else and then you sent me the list of the most important episodes that are also jumping around so that it feels like... Because they do they do release them in weird order like it's not chronological yeah so they kind of make it chronological or they or they clump episodes together that meet that are important to be with each other because they're talking about the same story all that so i got about halfway through that and then just like fell off and you're like bro okay fuck it whatever like you know who ahsoka is you know who the clones are just watch a season seven just watch it i'm like all right and then i fucking dude it was so good like i don't know if i don't know if season 7 specifically is just better than the rest of the show or i just didn't give the rest of the show a good enough ch- chance but watching that watching that trailer of bad batch i'm like oh this is going to be just as good if not better than season 7 um i watching the trailer all of a sudden i'm like i care about these i didn't care about the bad batch during season 7 but now I care about them. I want to know they more. They felt
0: kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. They're but, like, randomly, here's but, this guy's the Bad Batch. Going off of what Lucasfilm seems to be doing as of lately, we know now that that was a backdoor trailer yeah. for what is going to eventually be a bad batch series and same so thing it with makes Ahsoka. Sense. yeah yeah i'm sure that they probably planned the same thing for the uh martez sisters or whatever they were but people hated them i didn't dislike them people's liked them. problem with them was that they were a little like too real world you're talking about the care.
1: the two girls that ahsoka's with
0: in the middle of the season yeah, yeah yeah i didn't mind them i liked them i didn't mind them at all um but, yeah, it's, uh like, we know now that that's basically what it was. But right. I, uh, I'm i excited for Bad Batch. I'm excited. Like, Tarkin, dude, like, Tarkin specifically, he jumps right fucking into the Empire. Like, that dude, he's an evil motherfucker. Dude. Like, Tarkin's just a bad he's guy. He's
1: twisted, man.
0: Yeah, between, like, Rogue One, like, you kind of, like, because he was a Republic officer yeah like he he was quote the good guy like on on quote the good guys but dude as soon as it's like the m we're the empire now he's like okay cool i can start killing people start Mm -hmm. blowing up planets and shit long live the empire cool man like out of nowhere he's just right there with it and you kind of get hints of like the stern dryness of him in the clone wars when when he appears but yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to to I'm excited to witness not just the Bad Batch transition or just the clones, but like the galaxy's transition from the Republic to the Empire. Mm-hmm. Like in the same way that it ties into uh, Obi Wan, Obi Wan right. Kenobi show. Like they both kind of take place around the same times. So I would imagine Bad Batch is obviously well before obi-wan because that's immediately following yeah. order 66 i would say it's Obi-Wan's probably at least 10 years later Yeah, 10 years yeah but who knows how long bad batch will go for but sure you know i mean it's it's essentially clone Wars season 8 it's it's where do we go from clone yeah, Wars? Yeah. oh we go to here well let's look at these characters these are the clones that we're going to worry about because everyone else is stormtroopers now like
1: they're just it, it's heads. like i think it's like a fun way to this is like a fun way to rebrand The uh, because it it is it is literally the same storyline, but refocusing on who's the main character we're following. You know, it's the same timeline. It's all that same shit. You know, it's it's it may it could be Clone Wars season eight. It could be, you know, it could be fucking Star Wars episode three point five, you know, three point eight, whatever, you know. Right. Um, So here's a thought. Palpatine was really behind the scenes, pulling strings, all that shit, and uh, we know there has to have been like we don't know the the every single detail of the goings on uh, between like from what we see on screen, even in the novelizations of the films, like there's more going on, obviously, because we're not following Palpatine's every step. But what if he had, like, what if Tarkin was like? one of his close... Because, you know, he had that blue... The dude with the blue uh Leku, you know, the blue head tails with the... Whatever mm-hmm. that he had, like, clearly that guy was a part of his squad, you know, uh, yeah. of people that knew what the fuck was about to happen. What if Tarkin was, was like, hit one of his insider plants, you know, that he talked to Tarkin, you know, we're talking, like, Attack of the Clones era, you know, and he, he fills him in. He's like,
0: yo, this is what's coming. You, know, you think Tarkin knew to an extent that Palpatine that... was orchestrating both sides of the war? Yeah. But, and he's kind of a but plant to in the Republic side.
1: But yeah, but like not so much Dark Lord of the Sith as much as he's like Because I feel yeah. I feel like Tarkin probably gets his rocks off. You, would you just have a thought?
0: No, my wife, like I have my window open. Yeah. And my wife just walked – she, like, waved at me and scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I jumped. You you, like, you you looked
1: like somebody who just had an epiphany of something. And I'm like, no, okay, no, no, so no. – That was
0: fear, bro. I was oh, like, okay. who the fuck is outside my window? Who's that oh, creeping man. in my
1: window? Um, but so, uh, yeah, so what if, like, Tarkin knows from Palpatine's, like, hey, I'm establishing a political coup. And like yeah. we're gonna take over this bitch, and Tarkin's like, "I like it. Uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm yeah. in. Like, uh, oh, you're gonna he make me like one like of you... the top. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm Grand Moff Tarkin. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah, you trust me enough to give me this knowledge. I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm on board.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I. I can totally see that.
1: Uh before we move on from Bad Batch, I want to know. I want to note. That, uh, I went, while, while we were talking, I went and I looked up, we were, we we were correct. Um, Echo is the one that gets saved. Cody was the one trying to save him with the bad batch and Rex is the one that has the chip pulled. Uh, I looked it up on the, I looked up the plot. So yeah, when you were thinking she uses the force to take it out, the scanner couldn't find the chip and she used the force to locate the chip. And then the droid did the surgery. That's right. Yeah.
0: I've only seen that once because she,
1: she was, she was chanting the guardians mantra. I'm one with the Force and the Force I'm one is with, with the me. Force and the Force. I love that tie-in, too. Dude. The the continuity of that is fucking so, awesome. So, uh, a little side note, my, my, um, I don't know what it is at this point. I'm just going to call it a novel, and if we end up collaborating on you, like, making graphics for it or turning into a comic, great. But my continuation of the Rey and Finn story after Ep9, mm-hmm. um, I created a, um, a, a Jedi code. Did I tell this to you yet? I created no. a Jedi code f- that for Rey's version of the of the Jedi Order. And it's like, it's not the gray Jedi code, um, but it's like, it's something similar. Um, And I'm going to read it to you real quick. Um, And it goes, I have it pulled up, hold on. Oh yeah. So this, so, so basically my story starts out with Finn and Rey, they're on crate and they're doing Jedi training. They're basically going on a long ass hike. She's, you know, whatever. And. Finn is doing, and Finn in my story is like, Finn from Force Awakens with the events that happened to him not the character he became in Ep9 right, because that was an atrocity, so he's still (laughs) got like the the not whiny complaints, because he doesn't really whine, he just Complains yeah. And it's funny. So they're like, they're going up the side of a mountain and he's, he's like, how much further? And she's like, Finn, it's not, a you know, the, she drops like whatever. It's not about the, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey type of bullshit. And Finn's like, well, at least the destination means we get to stop, you know, we get to rest. Um, yeah, and like so, that. and so she, you know, she thinks to herself about how she's like, man, I know Finn's like my best friend and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying training him, but man, he can be kind of hard deal with sometimes and then leia talks to her and says patience you know the same way ben does or obi-wan does with luke um type of stuff so she makes him recite her her code um because she uh she says yes master to leia and then she says to finn now repeat it again and says finn rolls his eyes uh there is passion yet peace, serenity with emotion, chaos and order. With the light comes the dark. I am one with the force. And in the last sentence they said in tandem. So like I'm one with the force and the force is with me, but like yeah. instead of with the instead of having the forces with me, it's just I am one with the force. Because I want Ray's Jedi Order to not be gray Jedi, but to be more of like Qui Gon's essence of like the force is what dictates what we do, not politics. You know? Sure. And they're acknowledging that the dark side is a part of the force. It's kind of like Mace Windu's like alleged fighting style, which is never actually talked about in the films, but we all know like that's part of how he fights as he utilizes aspects of the dark. Um, and so like that being like a part of her code was like important to me is like making sure that like she, because of how, who she is, Inherently, she's a Palpatine. I don't care what the fuck she says on the end, at the end of the ninth movie, like she can acknowledge herself as a Skywalker, but she's a Palpatine. Right. She has she blows up a fucking freighter carrier transport with lightning. With lightning. She's yeah. she has the potential to be dark as fuck, and for and and I think it's important for her character growth to um, acknowledge that darkness. And I, I think part one of my personal feelings about the way the Jedi failed, and I'm not going to go on a long tangent because there's other things we're going to talk about, but like one of the ways the Jedi failed is that they look at emotions, specifically fear, um, as don't do that. That's that's the marijuana gateway drug to crack, yeah. cocaine, and ultimately death. You know, it's like no, like what you need to do is you need to acknowledge that hey, there is fear here. Why is there fear here? And let's conquer that fear. Don't don't say, oh God, don't be fearful. Fear is the pathway to the dark side. It's like no, mm-hmm. understand the dark side exists. Emotions can take you there. Let's let's explore how that happens, and let's acknowledge it, and learn how to use that. You know? Yeah. And that has to be, and to me, that ha- that's like super important for like a force user, because if it's just like, that is why, I, in my opinion, every dark side force user who was once a Jedi they 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 are a dark side force user because of the the way the jedi said it had to be and it's their own fucking fault anyway
0: i like that learn how to smoke weed without doing crack yeah yeah Yeah. realize that it's okay to be fear like have fear why don't you acknowledge that fear instead of
1: diving in like i'll tell you what my fear of needles guarantees i'm never doing heroin so how about that (laughs) (laughs) you know boom done it doesn't matter Um, it's still a fear it's yeah. still a fear <laughs> it doesn't make that doesn't mean i'm turning to the dark side uh yeah but as far as <laughs> bringing I'm it afraid back of lightning stuff, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm afraid of lightning i ain't never gonna zap nobody um i wish i could have forced lightning because then it would just mean oh my god dude if i could just be driving down the road and then just some motherfuckers just being dumb and i could just go you just bzz. disable their <laughs> car <laughs> yeah, emp like... them it's just bzz, done <laughs> pull over <laughs> no, my fucking way okay um all right so let's get back on track <laughs> for sake of time
0: let's tap on a couple of these series yeah yeah, in, yeah. In quick succession um there's an untitled taiko ytd film oh so out. excited for that uh i don't know anything about it Me we neither. weren't told anything about it we just know that it's going to be fresh unexpected and unique we know that he has a knack for incorporating humor he directed thor ragnarok mm-hmm. which was a very humorous film love that movie um I'm really excited to see what he did. Plus, uh, his season one work on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. That's that's going to be great.
1: Uh, not to not to halt it, but just like a, a quick take is like season one of Mandalorian had all these different directors, and now so many of those di- directors are getting their own
0: shows. Like yeah. they were just trying out. It was literally the first they, season was a tryout. Have, they have figured out what the fans want. Yeah. That's why I'm excited because Disney acquires Lucasfilm. This is going to be – we can't even get through a single like rapid-fire thing. Disney acquires Lucasfilm, okay? They're yeah. like, they want Skywalker. Let's give them Skywalker. Right. So they give us – they rush out these shit nah, – they're not shit movies. They rush out these movies that ultimately the fan base receives negatively. And they're like, but we, we gave you Skywalker. It's like, well, you gave us Hermit Luke and you gave us decrepit Leia. Rest in peace. I love you. You gave us Han Solo stabbed in the fucking gut. Like you you Yeah, you gave us a, a continuation of the Skywalker saga, but that's like this isn't all about Skywalker. So in that right, Disney is correct to be like, Okay, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. I'm ready for it, everyone else is ready for it. But it doesn't necessarily mean like, yeah, the episodic saga might be over, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we don't want to spend time in this play box or sandbox. So I think they figured out with Favreau that. and Filoni exactly what the fuck we want. They probably realized, oh, going in and immediately canceling Clone Wars because it's prequel related, we don't want that. They realized, oh, shit, these people actually like the prequels. Like, the prequels have aged differently. Like, um, so they, they figured it out. So, yeah, they gave us these content creators with Mandalorian Season 1. And they're like, dude fan reception to everything that these fucking people do mm-hmm. has been phenomenal give them projects ryan johnson sorry we're taking back your trilogy deal oh, man i know we're going to i which for better or for worse ryan johnson is a great storyteller and as long as we don't give him characters that we give a shit about give ryan johnson knights of the old republic give him that I actually, I, like... I'm, I'm okay with that. Said, said it a thousand plus years before the events of this. Give us yeah. all characters that we don't fucking know about. He would do a phenomenal job. Yeah. The problem is he dropped the ball with shit that we wanted to see.
1: Yeah, I know. That's, like, I ultimately, like, was bummed out. Like, as a, not a huge fan of The Last Jedi and upset with how he wrote, portrayed Luke, Um, I was actually, like, bummed when I found out they pulled this trilogy because he is a great storyteller. And... Yeah. It's like, but I get it because you look at what happened to Solo that he wasn't even a part of. Nothing about that movie had anything to do with Ryan Johnson, but because The Last Jedi had come out five months prior and it bombed so hard, Solo tanked. And it's,
0: to me, one of the best Star Wars movies out there. Give me Solo 2. That being said, give me Solo 2. So transitioning to, well, anyways, to sum up that up. They feel. I feel like they've they figured out what we want. Yeah. And you and I had talked about a few weeks ago about. I'm kind of on board for a Mandalorian spin off type galaxy, which is exactly what the fuck they're doing. There's with, a term I with heard. Ahsoka, the, the with the Verse. That's the that's the term I've heard a lot. I love the that Filoniverse. the Faloniverse. Yeah. I am I'm with it. Um, Rangers of the, Rangers of the New Republic is going to take place during the times of the Mandalorian. Ahsoka is going to take place during times of the Mandalorian. They're giving us Obi-Wan Kenobi because we love Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan Kenobi and they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. They're like they they're starting to listen to us, which I think is awesome. I think
1: the biggest thing that they could have done here was they they didn't they didn't just listen to us. They listened to us and then put they essentially put the the Star Wars universe in the hands of two Star Wars fans. And that yep. of John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So and not
0: just fans, but incredible storytellers. That's what I mean.
1: Creators. It's like, it's like now, yeah, you took these two guys who know how to make stories because JJ J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson are both brilliant storytellers themselves, but they're not fans of star Wars the same way Favreau and Filoni are. Right. And they didn't my, in my opinion, respect the universe the way that those two do. So like, like, I'm not gonna say this is a this is like make makes up for the sequel trilogy, even though I I do enjoy the sequels. Um, but this is the right track for Disney to get to get on is like give Filoni and Favreau the reins. Mm-hmm. Just just let let them handle it. I mean, like just Disney publish it. If yeah. you need to have the final say on like just like deadlines and overall length of products. Fine, yeah. But just if trust they need twenty them, mil
0: for a project, cut the check. Yeah, cut the just, check because you're gonna make so much more than that back. I've said it before and I said it again. Felony and Favreau are the immediate future of Star Wars. The yeah. like, Felony and Favreau
1: are literally Lucas 2.0, a hundred percent. And they are going to be, you know, I don't, I don't care if Kathleen Kennedy stays where where she's at, as long as Felony and Favreau get get the credit they're due and the money they're mm-hmm. worth and the and the 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 allowance to do what they want to do, you know. I don't care who's I don't care whose name is is on the publishing at the end of the day. I, yeah. It doesn't matter. Let, I don't. I'll give them all my money as long as what is being
0: created by those hired is something that I want. I want written and or directed by mm-hmm. John Favreau or Dave Filoni. Yeah. Executive producer Kathleen Kennedy, based on stories by George Lucas. That's. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: Yes, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's what we're looking at here. I mean, fucking Ahsoka is going to be written by Filoni. But of course mm-hmm. it has to be. Ahsoka is his character. Ahsoka it is, is Filoni's
0: character. Luke Skywalker.
1: You know, that's his
0: character. I think it would be cool, man, and I know they're not going to do it, but let's just talk about Ahsoka. So Ahsoka is essentially a Mandalorian spin-off, but it's also a continuation of Rebels and or Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm gonna keep bringing this up and beating this dead horse. I think that they should bring Ashley in to I, some sort of creative position on that show.
1: I won't. I you will not get pushed back from me at all. I no. it, I understand, and I like. I am willing to accept that a, the on-screen portrayal of live-action Ahsoka is Rosario Dawson. I understand sure. that. I. And I accept that. I accept it too. But I am going to stand by my previous statement of like, that's Ashley's character. I still think she deserves to play her on screen too. And even and I'm not gonna like, I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, not my Ahsoka. You know, I'm not gonna do that because yeah. I'm just glad we have Ahsoka. But
0: I still do. believe I respect Favro and Feloni's decision. Yeah. Because here's the other thing too is Rosario Dawson was fan cast. She is Ahsoka because for the last few years people have been saying Rosario Dawson as a live action Ahsoka would be dope. And it got enough attention and there was enough interest from Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. that it happened. And then it happens and people are like, Well, what about Ashley? Me being one of those people. Yeah. Like I feel bad for her.
1: Um I think Ashley could have played a great Ahsoka on screen.
0: For sure. Why? Like I mean, I, I don't. There's 100%, no. There's, like I yeah. think. I
1: think if. I think if people th- did more Photoshop edits of her being Ahsoka instead of Ros- Rosario, then we might have had mm-hmm. Ashley. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah, and you know people people bitch about like the the Lequeux length or whatever it is for her species. I had a and and theory on that, but you can finish well, your thought. The real world explanation for that is they had to make the le- the Lequeux, the head tails yeah. short, for stunt purposes. Mm-hmm. I also am not in the camp of, like, well, she doesn't look like Ahsoka. Like, look at fucking Dooku. Okay, look at Dooku. Dooku's got this fucking two-foot-long head with this huge, sharp-ass beard. He doesn't look like no. that in real life. He looks like Plagueis like, in the Clone Wars. <laughs> he looks like yeah. a human Plagueis. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Plagueis with a beard. Yeah. Like, like, that's a good it point. It doesn't need to be animation accurate for, it, for me to look at it and be like, oh, that's Ahsoka. Rosario Dawson... Looks like a so she is Ahsoka to me. If you I don't understand, remember,
1: she in Rebels, Ahsoka in Rebels looks different than uh, Ahsoka in Clone Wars. Rosario yeah. Dawson resembles more Ahsoka from Clone or er, Rebels than she does from Clone Wars, sure. because her yeah. face does thin out and get a little longer. Um, mm-hmm. And because she of the, loses the huge eyes, yeah, and, yeah, because of the because of the just the nature of the animation style for Rebels versus Clone Wars. But she fits that mold of Rebels more than she does the Clone Wars. It just so happens we spent more time with Clone Wars Ahsoka, so we're more. Uh, My favorite Ahsoka is
0: season seven. Clone yeah, Wars. same. It's my favorite Ahsoka. Um, But, like, yeah, that being said, Rosario Dawson does resemble more of the Rebels' portrayal of Ahsoka than the Clone Wars' portrayal, which is natural. That's the progression that it takes. Um, I'm very excited for this show. Mm -hmm. I think Rosario Dawson is going to do an incredible job. It is executive produced by Filoni and Favreau, which means it's probably going to have the same sort of uh, director orientation that the mandalorian has as far as like sporadic directors Mm -hmm. or or reoccurring directors or they're gonna find people that are gonna fit their vision but i imagine it's going to be the same we might get like a bryce dallas howard episode of ahsoka we might get a um shit maybe even taika watiti comes back when he's taking Mm -hmm. a break from his shit he's working on uh deborah chow which deborah chow's working on the kenobi series Kenobi, the kenobi series that's her series so like there, there is continuity like that. So, yeah, Deborah Chow, which we've known for a while. She's the one that's going to be working on the Kenobi series. But, like, she directed some key episodes in Season 1 of The Mandalorian. So, like, we're starting to see how they're going to make all of this style and, and way that they produce Star Wars being more continuous and more of the same. Which, I'm cool with that. Take The Mandalorian as your template and give me twenty fucking shows, which they basically are based on that template. I'm here for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I'm down
0: for it, man. Like Yeah, Ahsoka's gonna be dope. Um, touching back on what you said about solo. Yeah. Do you think the Lando series? I don't Donald think they're gonna, it's it's not gonna be Billy D.
1: Well, so there's There's two trains of thought. Um so after After Rise of Skywalker, there was a rumor because the end of the movie, um, what's her? He sits down. He sits down. He sits. He sits down with a you know stormtrooper girl, and says to her, you know, let's find out, you know, because she doesn't know where she's from. And there was rumors that that was going to be the start of his own show on Disney Plus with her and him running around the galaxy. But this show doesn't have a, a a beginning of production date, and let's be real, Billy D is in his eighties. Mm-hmm. He's not. We only have a while, a little while left with the with the man,
0: unfortunately, and mm-hmm.
1: he's also in his eighties. How much can he do? You know,
0: I I you would can love tell you can tell that. when he returned in ROS that like his age shows. Oh yeah, like he has he has lived a long, awesome life that dude has been he has spent 40 years 50 years 60 years i'm gonna get a little explicit he's been getting his dick wet he's a smooth <laughs> talker he he like lando portrayed d. in the ot is billy d williams wearing a cape in space yeah like that just is like he is that smooth talking badass sultry individual
1: yeah i don't know this is what it is <laughs> you know um yeah
0: Um, which I don't think we're going (laughs) to capture that. I would,
1: I would love, I would love a Donald Glover Lando series. That's ultimately what I'm, that's what I want. That's like, that's what I want to see because I think with the solo movie, there was two things that were done extremely well by the acting. Well, three things, one, somehow, some way, um, both the guy who plays Dryden Voss, I don't remember his name, he also I plays Vision in The Avengers, um, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Both of them managed to play characters in the Star Wars universe, and not once did I go, oh, that's Vision, or oh, that's Woody Harrelson. You know, I believed their characters. On top of that, um, Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover both did great versions of playing... And I've said it before on the podcast. Alden played Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. Perfect. And Donald Glover played Billy D playing Lando. Perfect. You know, like, For sure. because they didn't just play the character. They had to play the character the way the actor that preceded them played the character. Yeah. And they nailed Dryden it. Dryden Voss was played by Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yes. I always forget his name, but he was great. He is... uh his character in there is like... There's aspects of his character that I... Uh, um, there's a D&D, Star Wars d game that I was a part of that I think were on hold where my character has... I didn't pick this. I made I made a pilot who's really good at flying around, and um, his job was literally flying... Uh, culture Accumulation Specialist. So basically my character's job was to fly around for the... I made this up. The University of Coruscant alien alien races uh department where like i my character would fly around from planet to planet spending time with the people or the, the 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 beings living on the planets and basically integrate myself into their population and write notes down about them like pre-empire era gathering information about them so they would have it on record you know and that was my character and then right, like right. left that after the Empire took over because they were trying to have my department do like, hey, we're trying to get information about these races so we can find them and kill them. Anyway, long story longer. My my game master, uh, Greg, turned Mike because I my character's name is Jackson Prime, and he's like, dude, that's the that's the most Star Wars name I've ever heard. And he, like, freaked out about how dope that name was, right? I'm like, cool, Jackson Prime, awesome, yeah. And guess what? He's just a really good pilot, but he's not, like, amazing at anything. Well, then my game master then decided that I apparently there is a somebody who looks exactly like me who's also the head of the Crimson Dawn. And okay. so I've had to portray this guy named Love Lovewar, who is the head of the Crimson Dawn, but I'm just a humble pilot and I don't know anything about skullduggery or anything about living in the streets, like or anything about organized crime. And so I've had to on the fly portray a character who doesn't know how to be a crime lord, pretending to be a crime lord. And I've used in and, and like Dryden Voss is a character in the in the story. And it's mm-hmm. on the same it's in the exact same timeline as Solo on the same planet, you know, at the start, whatever. And so like I've taken Paul Bettany's version of Dryden Voss and aspects of how I watched him on screen to then portray the Gunner Love War character who's head of the Crimson Dawn. Um, and like, but like at the same time, it's like, bro, I was supposed to be a, the pilot. Man, I wasn't supposed to be like the main character of our story. <laughs> I was supposed to get our guys yeah. from point A to point B, and now
0: I have to be a crime lord. <laughs> this is insane. And speaking of Crimson Dawn, Yeah. do you think we're going to get any more Maul in any of these series? Um,. Like when does Obi-Wan when does Obi Wan fight Batch? when does Obi Wan fight Maul in Rebels? After it's more than ten years after Revenge of the Sith. I think it'd be more likely that I think we, Maul's alive and well during when Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, this
1: is during the time Hitler's. when he's like head of the crime syndicate, though. Like or like, I think it's like the the uh, not the crimson dawn but like the black sun or something like that i know like this yeah, time period is supposed to be when he's like he's like got his hands and everything that's cr- you know crime lord shit so i don't know if we'll see him in obi-wan but i i wouldn't doubt it if we see him in bad batch at least um
0: i don't think there's gonna be like oh my god maul i think it should be like oh cool maul like, yeah, there's, I feel like oh, it's of kind course. of expected it's, it's at this too point. late.
1: Like the last time we were like, "Oh my god," Maul was at the end of Solo because we did not see it coming. But right, but now that we know he's at some point the head of the Crimson Dawn, um, and we saw him a bunch in Rebels and and in Clone Wars. Like now, if we see him in anything, it's gonna be oh, cool, Maul's this now. Yeah, um, I think we could see him if it's the if it's the um, if it's the Lando the donald glover lando we could i think we could see him in that i think we could possibly see him in the
0: andor series well i was thinking like lando would be dope i I don't know how they would do it but as like some sort of sequel to solo without solo yeah so if we could have lando kind of like if if we get donald glover lando i would like to see how he became the ambassador of cloud city for example um he also has a reputation of getting himself into some pretty tight spots. He could have aligned himself with some sort of jobs for criminal syndicates in order to achieve rank and be gifted. Like, you know, Maul could be like, you know, we've taken over this gas mining planet, you know, cloud city investment. We can put you, you know, appoint you as the ambassador of cloud city. If you do this for us or, or, you know, like he, he, that'd be really cool.
1: Right. If, if like Maul owned Cloud City before, yeah, yeah, that'd be really Which, cool. Who knows? It could that'd be really that'd, that'd be like because like, if there's one thing that I want more of is always like more, more information about the character of Maul, and the more obscure you can make it, as opposed to how we've already perceived him, the better. You know, who would have thought he'd be like the head of Crimson Dawn and Solo? Nobody. Who would have thought he'd be the previous owner to you know Cloud City? Nobody be awesome if you did the Andor show i did not care about until i saw their little um their little um what do they call it their um sizzle
0: reel sizzle reel um can i be honest no i still don't care no i don't
1: care but like i saw watching it being like seeing diego luna as excited about it as he was sure made me go oh they really give a shit like this is gonna be good Like not like I can't wait to learn about it. It's like oh, this is gonna be a fun, good Star Wars.
0: You know. Yeah. So the series is gonna be created by Tony Gilroy, who did the Born series, the Born movies. Yeah. Um, It is technically a spy thriller. Mm -hmm. Diego Luna is great. Like I just, it's just me. Like I like Rogue One. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not on the camp of like Rogue One is the best Star Wars. Then, you know, I, I. It's a great movie. I think it's very palatable. Um, I've said this before; it's one of the few Star Wars movies that I can get my wife to sit down and actually watch, mm-hmm. and that says something about it to me. Right. Like that's like, oh okay. yeah. Um it is a very palatable movie. Yeah. That being said, I I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah, like, I, I
1: just I didn't like his character. Honestly,
0: I it didn't. It was like, oh cool, it's some rebel hotshot. Fucking pilot. I, I just cool. I the 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 moral quandary. I don't even know if I use that word. He right. lied to Jyn Urso, and oh, that was his character v- development. Is, he has to make these rough decisions. He, you know, he caps his informant uh, in front of the stormtroopers in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he has to. You know, he he basically tricks them into going to find uh, Galen Urso, right? And he's gonna snipe him, uh, without the knowledge of Jin or so that he's doing that and like i understand that like oh okay cool like he's making these decisions and shit but like as we've moved forward in star wars i feel like rogue one was a really great movie but like that was still while they were in their infancy of trying to figure out what to do with this franchise yeah that that being said it's a phenomenal flick i i don't care to watch more than yeah, one season I, of Cassie and Andor. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about the character. Um, at least, at least, shadowed by the rest of these series that I am legitimately excited. Oh yeah, for. yeah. I,
1: okay. I want to watch it f- strictly for the reason of like this is gonna be like I the more Star Wars for me the better. Like just, esp- like as a fan. Purely, Mm -hmm. I love Star Wars. We went so long with only a cartoon, you know? Yeah. And now we have, like, live-action shit, which is amazing. Um, And on the other side of that coin is the fact that we do this now, and the more Star Wars they put out, just the more content we're going to have. It's, you know. But um, I don't care for the character, Cassian Andor. I didn't like his character um, I didn't I wasn't convinced by his decision to flip uh from being like like okay you know what you're right what the things I've been doing are kind of fucked up even if they were just part of my job and he's you know whatever I didn't really buy it um but I am a fiend for star wars in that era just because I want like like you said we've been focusing on the same 60 years right let's go somewhere else I agree Let's go somewhere else. But let's not abandon this time period completely because there's so much more to learn about this time period that we don't know. And this is going to be a a view into that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more excited to learn about new characters or other characters around, you know, this is obviously pre-Rogue 1, that they, like, legacy characters or, like, like some what little fan service they might throw to us, you know? Um, but as far as the character goes, yeah. I mean, like, I... They're going to have to sell
0: me hard on a second season, you know, for me sure. to watch it. Um, yeah. but Well, like, yeah, no, then that's, that's said perfectly. My ass will be in the seat every time an yeah. episode is released. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to be excited about it at the time. Make me love this character. Like, I, I mean, it's obviously it's nobody's it is nobody's job to appeal to Spencer. I'm just saying, like, that's not true, man. I'm kind of neutral on this because you are. You as Spencer
1: may no. but you as the Star Wars fan, this is, this is not, I this is, we, we don't make, not we, but you don't take something that Star Wars, okay, Star Wars is not a blank canvas that no one has with, with, with zero thought that an artist gets to just paint their emotions on and if you don't like it as the audience it doesn't matter right that's not what star wars is that's what star wars from 1977 was before everybody fell in love with it
0: right the response. with the initial
1: star the initial star wars was just george lucas's vision of a universe and a shot in the dark and it just Mm -hmm. so happened to land with now estimated 1 billion star Wars fans on the planet. That's not an exaggeration. That is an actual statistic that has been estimated based off of all sorts of analytics that I did not research, but I heard that. So I'm running with it. Um, <laughs> but like the, you know, not to, not to go into pro wrestling, but there's something that bothers me about pro wrestling where like, um, now that pro wrestling has had the, with the internet and all the shit, the curtain has been pulled back. Um, whereas back in the day you had Hulk Hogan and there was this thing called kayfabe where you stayed in character all the time. You, when you saw, when you saw Terry Hogan or Terry Bollea is his name, uh, in public, You saw Hulk Hogan, and when you talked to him, you were talking to Hulk Hogan because it was rule in the 80s and early 90s that you stayed in character and you never broke character. And that's why there was like all that pushback of like, oh, wrestling's fake uh, and everybody acts like it's real. Nowadays, everybody knows it's acting. Everybody knows it's just a play, right? But with all this insider baseball behind the scenes bullshit going on, fans know what they want to see from their characters on screen and The reaction to that by those powers that be, a la Triple H, who's basically essentially one of the top creatives of WWE now, um, is that the fans don't know what they want. They don't know what real good wrestling is. They don't know what they're talking about, which is bonkers to me because as a fan sitting there, I know who I want to see win the match. I know who I want to cheer for. Why do you get to tell me what I want to see and that I'm wrong? So for to see Disney basically do that, which is one of the problem problems I had, you know, this is prior to Mando and all that shit. Like when, it, when the sequel trilogy was out and there was literal writers and producers of the of the sequels who were bashing fans on Twitter saying that they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Um, it's like no.
0: Ryan Johnson drinking a mug of fanboy tears. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So it's like, "Hey, man, uh the point we're at with this is that it is your obligation that if you're going to make a star Wars thing, you have to make it for the star Wars fans. So I know like you're right. Nobody there's nobody's job description says you have to make what Spencer Kuprowski wants to see. But from a a moral responsibility standpoint, making you not Spencer Kuprowski, but you the star Wars fan, if they don't do that, then they're doing a disservice to themselves and the universe that is Star Wars. Because why the fuck else are you making Star Wars content if not to please the Star Wars fans, right? You know,
0: which I think I think they learned that lesson the hard way with, you know, particularly like I we're gonna harp on this. This is what it is. So like, Ryan Johnson's whole reasoning for doing what he did was because he wanted to take what the fan base wanted and believed what was going to happen and completely unwrite and rewrite it. He wanted to give us complex situations that we would have to discuss for years to come for why these characters were... Like, he wanted to give us the hardest situation possible to have to decipher and come up with our own reasons for why they happened the way that they did. From a creator standpoint, I understand that. Yeah. From a fan standpoint, that's not what the fuck I want. No. Like, give me... Like, I'm not saying everything has to be fan service i'm not saying every movie i want the millennium falcon flying around taking out ties and you know a big celebration at the end because we blew up death star 5 like i'm not <laughs> saying it has to be that i'm saying but like i don't know like this is a whole we can go down the whole no but you're Last right jedi tangent but like yeah it's you know to touch on what you said exactly it's You're there to make content that appeals to the fan base. That's why you're there. Don't try to piss off the fan base and be like, well, it's actually more, you know, from a creative standpoint, it's actually more of a compelling story to do something contradicting to what is wanted by the fan base. And it's like, well, fuck you, dude. It it is, but then you go, but then I don't, there's like, there's things that need to be
1: taken into consideration. There's, there's, you can't just say, I want to, I want to have the audience have conversations about why this was tough, right? Or why they are the way they are. You can't just do that with anybody. You have to understand that when it comes to Luke Skywalker, a character that people have idolized for 40 years, that in some cases people have used the character as a way to get through personal life shit, you know, like, you can't just take that. Somebody we've wanted to see more of on our screen since 1988. And then the next time we see him is somebody to despise. Like it's not just it's not just a character, right? You have to look at everything that comes with it both meta and in universe. And if Ryan Johnson wanted to create his own Star Wars trilogy, Star Wars movie where his characters have complexity and depth and all these moral issues and we have to discuss if it was... That's totally fine. But when you take a character as literally precious as Luke Skywalker is, that even while on set, the guy who plays him, the guy who is him, is upset with the way you're making him play this character... And he's literally pouting in the corner, pushing back against every direction you give him, you know, is like that that's clear cut. Like you fucked up, man. Like it's 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 like I said, Star Wars, when when Ryan Johnson takes it is not a blank canvas for you to to put your to to the way Daisy Ridley said. For both the fans and Ryan Johnson, the the fans' outcry in the Ryan Ryan Johnson movie were both um, the freedom of expression. She understood that why everybody felt the way they felt, but she also understood why Ryan did what he did. And yeah, you get that to an extent, but there is a there is a limit to that extent, you know. And I'm sorry, but the Last Jedi was not a blank canvas for you to throw paints Jackson Pollock style. On it, you know, yeah. there was, there was a clear cut story that was placed in front of you. There was a clear cut story that was placed in front of JJ and JJ did a decent enough job. The biggest complaint about the force awakens without the context of eight and nine is that it was too mirroring of episode four. Yeah. Um, And that maybe Ray shouldn't have been able to push back as easily with the force. You know what I mean? Other than that, prior to episode eight, everybody was like, yo, what's going to happen in eight? People were so stoked for episode eight. And, but you know, and uh, like we don't, we don't, we're not bashing it because that's not what we do here. But like, just on a, like there's, there's responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, and now, like, I think there is that responsibility to, to appease Spencer Kaprowski for what he wants to see with the, the Cassian Andor series or, or the Acolyte, which is going to be amazing. Tell me this isn't going to be a spin of some sort of Mara Jade shit because it's an f- all-female <sighs> all cast and it's also dark side. Like it's not going to be exactly Mara Jade from the comics,
0: but I am so excited for Acolyte. I've also heard uh, Darth Talon. Rumors. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, so yeah, let's let's. I've transition. heard uh,
1: Darth Bane's apprentice at one point
0: was a female. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I, I've heard the same thing. He trained a female. Yeah, like one of his apprentices was female. So we could even see um, Darth Tenebris, which was uh, Plagueis' master. And then, I mean, because when exactly does the High Republic era end? Was it like 500 years before 200 no. years?
1: Well, all we know is that all we know is that the High Republic takes place, like that universe we're creating, takes place approximately 200 years before Episode One, but it never specifies when the end of that is. We know for a fact that it's over by Episode One, but we don't know when. It- like, when is the High Republic? What what specifies the High Republic? You know? That's what that's what we don't know. But we do know that this takes place in the final days of the High Republic. Whether mm-hmm.
0: that's 50 years before Episode 1 or the day before they find Anakin. You know, we don't know. I'm excited by the aspect that it is a primarily female cast. Because that does kind of throw a wrench into predictions. Because everything that we would think would fit into this era is male-driven. Yeah. You know, you think about... Uh, like I would love to see Plagueis mm-hmm. on live action. I would love to see all these things at the same time. I'm just excited to see a dark side Dude, series. So me like too, for, man. for people that don't know, because we have people that listen that aren't star Wars heads necessarily. So like acolyte is a term that stems from Sith acolyte. Yeah, it's It's a rank so, of Sith, Sith. Basically it is a rank of Sith. So this is essentially going to be a Sith show. Um, yeah i'm i i have no idea what to expect we could speculate on it there, there's other i do want to talk mando before we're done yeah and we're already coming up on yeah we're an hour we're, 45 we're pretty close so but um so but like i'm super excited for the acolyte that's probably one of the series i'm I'm the most excited for uh and, and we can talk we can dive more into A- acolyte as, as stuff comes out about it mm-hmm. we're probably not going to see it till 2023 anyway yeah so, yeah um we got plenty of time um, I'm excited for the Little Vision series. That'll be fun. Uh, which is, uh, it's going to be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. So it's essentially a, a short film. I mean, it's exactly what I just said. It's a short film series. Uh, it's going to consist of 10 different short films. And it's coming from several different Japanese anime anime studios. Yeah, that'll be um, cool. So that's gonna be super sick and I know that in recent years there's been a lot of like a lot of chatter about how cool it would be to see Star Wars stories told in anime form. And again, I think that this is a sign that they're they're realizing we have to listen to our audience. We have to listen to our fan base and and listen to what they want. Oh, yeah. I think this is just another another piece of that. Um touching real quick on rangers of the new republic oh yeah uh it's gonna be another executive produced by a and favreau show it's gonna take place during the timeline of the mandalorian whether that means slightly before slightly after or actually during i don't know uh there has been some speculation as what exactly is a ranger of the new republic so Mm -hmm. do do they mean ranger as far as like these are new republic soldiers or is it more of like a uh Dune situation where it's you know, people just acting like mercenaries on behalf of the New Republic or what have you. Um, but one of the taglines they threw under Rangers of the New Republic on StarWars.com was... They said it will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of up for interpretation, but that basically... I look at it like like a Marvel kind of like how it was a uh, like Luke Cage yeah. and, um, all those other shows Daredevil, uh, what's her name Jessica Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. How the, they were all like kind of their separate stories that took place around the same time, but it culminated into them being on the same show.
1: It, it yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think this um, is the Kara Dune spinoff that there was like words of you know. There was rumors. Yeah, it very well could. Be I don't know if she's going to be the vocal, but but I think she's going to play a, a heavy role in it. Just given the fact that she literally accepted a job from the New Republic uh, in right. in Mandalorian. So, um, yeah, I I think I think Ranger of the New Republic. I think Ranger being a term closer closer with like less of army ranger, more of like park ranger or ranger from D anD D style. Like they are protectors. Yeah. They go around instead of having like the new Republic army where they hang out at a base and just wait. There's like, I think like the characters that we saw Dave Filoni and um, that one guy, I can't remember his name. The Asian guy. Um, those guys I think would be new Republic Rangers. They're flying around on their X wings patrolling. Uh, going from planet to planet, system to system, checking in, making sure everything's dope. Um, possibly stationing at a city for a little while and then moving on to the next one, <clears throat> similar to like a uh, like a highway patrol, you know, or or like a county sheriff, because um, it does Isn't that is uh, isn't that what Mando calls her, Cara Dune? Look at you, Cara Dune, sheriff of the New Republic, or maybe Something maybe he like says marshal of the new republic um but i think that's what it's gonna be i think it's gonna be we're getting like x-wing her pilots. Official rank as marshal oh, okay yeah um because yeah. i think that was her unofficial thing she was the marshal of um navarro i did it i remembered it
0: um <laughs> navarro because hey. i still first thought vandor
1: uh <laughs> but anyway um, i think that's what it's gonna be stuff like that so
0: That's going to be cool, man. And then we have a droid story, which is just described as a special Star Wars adventure. It's going to be a combination of animation and visual effects. And we kind of get that from the fact that both Lucasfilm Animation as well as ILM are involved in it. Yeah. And it's going to introduce, introduce us to a new hero, but it's going to be guided by R2 and 3PO. And then... I want to talk about this more in-depth at a later date, but I do want to mention that the actual feature film from the lineup Rogue Squadron yeah, uh, was oh. announced. So it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who's responsible for the Wonder Woman franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to introduce a new generation of Starfighter pilots, and this is supposed to come around Christmas 2023, so in about three years, which is just – it seems – crazy three years like oh my god three years but like that's gonna be here before we know it yeah 2021 is already around the corner but like i think this is gonna be cool because a little bit of background on jenkins so like she is the daughter of an f4 fighter pilot who would watch her dad's squadron take off every morning and she always kind of had this dream of creating this great fighter pilot film Mm -hmm. but she was never able to find the right story but now she has been given the opportunity to combine that with something else that she loves. Cause she is also a star Wars fan. Like it's another one of her true loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's going to be a really cool squadron. Like it's going to be straight up a fighter pilot movie in the world of star Wars. Yeah. And that's, um, I, which... that's That for me
1: is right up there with lightsaber battles. Like, yeah. Oh man. I'm so excited for that. Like, we got
0: so and I've been really yeah. into squadrons lately with like the video game. Yeah. I don't know if you've had a lot of chances to play it. I've been playing it for about an hour. I have night. not. Um, it's, it's a really fun game, man. They like EA's taken a lot of shit in the last few years about how they, uh, how they've treated the star Wars mm-hmm. video game license, um, with battlefront and whatnot, but between fallen order and squadrons, like pretty solid. Are they perfect games? No, no, no. Um, but are they fun games that I will revisit and have a great time playing for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent. Um, And that basically wraps up the news. Fucking two hours, two, in. two hours in let's talk a little bit about Mando chapter <laughs> let's, 15, let's, bro. Yes. Yeah, so let's get a little bit of Mando in here. Uh, Chapter 15, the believer, Um, which I still don't know. What, what is the believer? Um,
1: Hold on, I can I can place it. I can place it. It's um it's either it's either Mayfeld or or Din. Either one of them. Um because I feel like it might be Mayfeld by the end of the might be Mayfeld by the end of the of the episode. Um, having now like believing in um, the new Republic or, or at least in, I don't know. I don't know. I can't place it. I think maybe it has to be something to do with Din taking his helmet off.
0: Oh my God.
1: I wasn't expecting that. I was. You were? Yeah. Yeah. When, when he said, when he said uh, everybody, you know, when he was commenting, when, when, sorry, when Mayfeld was talking to, to Mando, about um uh come on man like take it off you know like it's not even your house you know and then he starts talking about lines that people won't cross and he respects him because that's his line you know like he's like the kid yeah whatever like that's when i'm like oh he's taking his helmet off like that's it's the same thing when someone says in a movie um when somebody does something when someone tells somebody in a show or a movie no, you're gonna tell them or no you give it to them they're dying that person they're talking yeah. to will die like that's 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 how that that's how that goes you know
0: they they kind of led up to it like i watched it for the second time this morning while i was prepping the show notes for for the show and like they kind of lead up to it through the whole episode so the fact that like so essentially din cara dune boba fett fennec shan uh and along there with mayfeld they're deciding who's going to go into this Imperial base. Um, and Cara Dune's like, well, I can't, like, I can't do that. Like, you yeah. know, my face, Fennec Shan's like, not me. Boba Fett's like, nope. No, 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 so they no, no, no,
1: Boba Fett says, I think they might recognize my face, which is hilarious oh, because one. he's a clone, you know, that. like yeah, they yeah. would obviously, I heard that and I laughed. I just, I gave it one really loud, good. Ha! <laughs> at 12
0: 12 yeah. 15 in the morning. <laughs> um so I mean inevitably it was mando and I think you kind of get from that there's like okay well between that and then they're in the the juggernaut is what they call it that yeah. vehicle they were driving that carried the redonium. Rid- yeah. Um, he kept making comments about like man I don't know how you people uh you know walk around with these things on all the time and by you people I do mean Mandalorian. Okay, <laughs> I'm going I'm going to say right now. One, Bill
1: Burr is a treasure, and two, oh he fits Star Wars so per- – Okay, so mm-hmm. anybody who's watched Bill Burr's stand-up knows that what we saw in this is, is just Bill Burr using his comedic his, – his style of comedy and transforming it into the Star Wars world. It's, and it works perfect. And it works perfect. Like, know like, no, your mama jokes, right? Yeah. None of that. It, it it's just his dry sense of humor not even dry just like brutally honest I'm fucking with you because I don't give a shit and it just so happens his character is a gunslinger like yeah. you know you're not fucking with him it was a sharp
0: you get that from the very beginning of the episode when he's sitting there on the the wreckage yard which I'm not sure where that is but then the the republic security droid walks up like inmate whatever 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 like you're being Three, one two eight or something like that yeah you yeah, you're wanted for or you're wanted by Marshall Cara Dune. Yeah. He's like, where, where are they taking me? And like, you just kind of start getting those, those hints of his humor. He's like, nah, fuck you. Like, yeah. What are you going to be doing? Well, with one, and... he ignores him yeah.
1: when he acknowledges him initially by his, he, like, his, his, his eyes. number. And he just keeps yeah. working, says it a second time. and he keeps he's the third time. He finally just stops and looks He's like, what, you know, <laughs> what, you know, Marsha yeah. Dune wants, you know, wants you. And then she's just like, Hey, Hey, where are we going? You know, and then you see the yeah. slave one in the background, dude, oh fucking God. Boba's Them
0: flying around. Do they were in oh, oh,
1: all of yeah. this, everything, everything, all of this stuff, dude, fuck it. Who cares? Um, um, yeah, his repainted armor. Well, one his repainted armor. So Looks so good. I love that. So there's something that the sequel trilogy kind of fucked with is that like prior to the sequel trilogy, there was no talk about how long it takes to fly places, whether it be mm-hmm. light speed or sub light speed. Um, all of like there was no discussion about it you had to assume it took, like you just had to make it up in your head but then with the fucking sequel trilogy they're like teleporting places almost no time taken in between and that kind of ruined everything <clears throat> but now we know that it took forever for them and it at least took a solid couple of days because boba cleaned and repainted his armor like yep. Matt Green and like he looks so clean, like all of a sudden, man, like I've liked Boba Fett, but seeing Boba Fett in this in this way with his clean ass armor next to Mando and his custom personalized clean ass armor. I was like, look at these two Mandalorian motherfuckers, bro. Like these guys, yeah. I don't want to
0: fuck with them at all. Them standing there at the the base of the platform for Slave 1. Yeah. Um, Like they're just menacing, Dude. like in, in the best of ways. Uh, Boba Fett looked really good. My only comment is like, you can't throw some bondo on that dent in your helmet. Like, no you could, man, like, you're going through all this effort to, to have, paint it. No man. <laughs> no, man. <What laughs> uh, no so, I'm just teasing. I, I have from, absolutely.
1: There was supposedly like a a deleted scene or something. When um. Somebody sh- there's like an episode of Clone Wars or an unreleased episode of Clone Wars, where um. Who's the guy who was going around and uh, the bounty hunter that was tasked with going and kidnapping the Force-sensitive children? He had, like, he's a bounty hunter that he had, like, blue, blue skin, he had the cowboy. Oh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. I guess there's yeah. a deleted scene where Cad Bane
0: shoots Boba Fett. In Boba Fett. I, I, I remember seeing or the, something. the animation art for it, because like yeah. all the unfinished episode stuff they put out is like that very loose, rough animation. Yeah, and like that's yeah, where the I dent in the like helmet
1: that. comes from, is from the shot to the head or something. Anyway. Because then
0: they have like a little Western standoff. Something kind of like that, yeah, yeah. Cad so anyway, right I know you're right. <laughs> like,
1: you couldn't have just smoothed out that dent. You did everything else. <laughs> you repainted it. You got rid of all the cracks and scarring, but you left the dent. <laughs> it yeah. gives it character, that, That's. Man.
0: That's just me joking around. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The, the armor looked fucking awesome. Uh, The interior of the Slave 1. That was so cool. I love how it showed because, like, I was even thinking that. And, like, I know I've probably seen this before, but, like, we've spent such little live action time in the interior of Slave 1 besides when uh, Django and Boba are flying in Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. chasing Obi-Wan. And there was, and like, the, se- the seismic charge, bro. Dude. That they...
1: Yeah, I have those in X Wing. So when as soon as really? that thing okay. went, as soon as that thing opened and it popped out, I was like, no. And then it blew yep. up almost the exact. So like in the game, mm-hmm. they're little because it's played on a tabletop, right, or on a mat, yeah, <clears throat> on a board. And so in, when you place the seismic or a bomb, a mine, a seismic charge, any of those, they're a little cardboard, it's like a, a little cardboard token that you set down, and the i'm pretty sure the explosion the way it came out is the same shape of the cardboard that's used to like right. yeah to like rec- like represent the the shape or whatever that was so dope yeah. though when i saw that i was like oh my god and then he gets both yeah, of them with because it.
0: that's one of my favorite parts of attack of the clones is when they release that seismic charge yeah and like the sound of it has done so incredible how they cut all audio it's dead silent and then you just have that yeah of the seismic charge and they they did that flawlessly in the mandalorian so amazing um so good Uh, But I liked how the interior shot of like the ship taking off, how the whole interior of the cockpit rotates with it. Right. Because that's something I've always thought about, too, where it's just like, well, when they land, the cockpit's facing up. But when they take off, they're facing forward. So I was like, so when they're in the cockpit, are they looking up into the sky and then they take off and it levels out? But it's cool to know there's a whole rotating system. Yeah, it's like inside of the the cockpit is facing up. But the, yeah. the the cargo area, the
1: the seating area is like a frame rotates. that stays put while everything rotates around it. So like yeah. they're no they're not disoriented. But it was dope right. when um like they go in and um uh fucking um Fennec. Fennec and Kara call in Boba and then you just see him, he's like laying back, copy that. Yeah. Or whatever, and then he just yeah. comes like flying up out for his bombing run or whatever. Um, so sick, dude, you have your empire as heroes. And that's an interesting thing because that's, it was like, that was so juggernauts getting about to get blown the fuck to pieces. They're moving hella fast, coming up at this rinkety fucking bridge. Like, come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have built a better bridge. Like after you got there, <laughs> empire, you know what I mean? Um, right. and then the tie fighters, right? Cause it's our heroes, so- right? Our, the heroes of our show, Are 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 about to die, and the Tie Fighters wow and just blow up all this shit. And for a moment, I'm like, "Fuck
0: yeah!" And then I go, "Wait, I couldn't wait. I could never think of a time where I've cheered for the Empire exactly, exactly." Yeah, Travis, they come swooping in like the Falcon and Death Star, exactly, and and save the day. Uh, Travis texted you. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: I was gonna let you finish what you were saying because Travis said, "Um, uh, where did he say he texted me?" yesterday morning asking if I'd seen it already um he goes it was fucking awesome to see the Empire save the day for once now keep in mind he is biased because when him and Mike who was on our, the Mike from our podcast our guest our first and only guest so far uh when him and those two and I all started playing X-Wing together at the time there was three factions there was the Rebel slash Resistance the Empire slash First Order and the Scum and Villainy Mike picked scum, mm-hmm. I picked rebel resistance and Travis was relegated to the Empire. So he has all of the he has most of the imperial and first order ships. So like he's biased because in his mind, he's always playing from the perspective of I'm the Imperials and I have to beat these fucking rebels or the scum and villainy guys on the table. So when he sees the tie fighters coming in and, and clearing out the day for our heroes for once, you yeah. know in his mind, it's like, yeah. oh the Empire is the heroes. <laughs> and so I was that way too, like for a moment for like a fleeting moment. Um like the the TIE fighters, I'm like, fuck yeah and all of the fucking stormtroopers come out and they're like getting their guns up and they're all in and they're saluting the fucking thing and I'm like, This is dope and then I'm like then still,
0: pulling f- in and all the stormtroopers saluting, saluting like what
1: a beautiful imagery. Like that's that was insane. But then I was like Fuck these guys though. They're still the Empire. Yeah. And then when you when you Well s-
0: you, you find out. Oh quick. my god. So so they get in there and, and their whole purpose of being there is they need to access the terminal inside of a imperial base yeah. in order to download the coordinates to where they can find Moff Gideon and ultimately Grogu. Um so that was their whole reason for going there in the first place. Right. So they get in, they see kind of the uh little imperial break room and inside of the break room is one of these terminals. So Mayfeld goes in and he immediately makes eye contact with Valen Hess who was his former commanding officer. And he was played by Richard Blake, or, excuse me, Richard Brake. Um, I remember him from and, Doom, the movie Doom. That's the only thing I remember okay. him from. He was kind I, of I don't like, think I've he, ever seen him. I, he was a really great character. He's though. kind of like and a snaky,
1: like, slimy character in Doom as well. But, yeah. He's more. And
0: so he sees him, and they kind of make eye contact, and he immediately 180s out of there. He's like, can't do it, bro. Mm-hmm. We failed. Yeah. And Mando's like, why? Like, what?" Like, you need to go in there and do this. He's like, Nah, man. Like, I I don't know if he recognizes me. I'm not going to take the chance. Like, we, we just have to leave. And that's when Mando was like, no, I'll go do it. So Mando walks in and you can see uh, Valen Hess kind of eyeing towards him. Like, what's up with this guy? Mm-hmm. And he's standing at the terminal and desperately because he knows it's facial scanning. He tries to do it like scanning the face and he's still wearing a helmet. Yeah. Well, obviously that doesn't work. And the terminal starts beeping and flashing and making a scene at him. Like we have, you know, 10 seconds to system shutdown or whatever. Right. And so reluctantly, he pulls off his helmet. Mando is now for the first time since he was a child in front of other people with his helmet off, scanning his face like that, like pulled emotionally. Was
1: there no one around at the season one towards finale when he had his helmet off? Was that just a droid?
0: It was just the droid. That's the only reason he did. It. He was he was accepting death. He's like, right. I haven't taken my helmet off in front of anybody right. or no living thing. And then IG Eleven was like, Well, I'm not a living thing. Right. That's right. And so right. yeah, so he takes it off in and he front gets of the, people, the Bacta or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. The med pack. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so he takes his helmet off. It scans his face, and then Valen Hess starts walking up, like, "Hey, officer! Like, officer! And like, or or whatever trooper. he's calling, him, trooper. addressing him at, yeah. trooper, and Finally, he's sitting there and he starts asking him questions and he's just kind of mute to him. And then that's when we get Mayfeld walking up like, oh, hey, yeah, this is, you know, he, he's kind of hard of hearing and, you know, you he, he can't really talk to him. And then he's sitting there. I forgot what he said, but he said something super loud. Like, where are you stationed? Because he's asking for his TK number. He asked him what is And what, he wasn't responding. Your, yeah. What is your TK? What is your name? You know, yelling at yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so they sit down. And they have a drink, and that's when you kind of figure out that we learned a little bit more about Mayfeld. So they're sitting there, and Mayfeld kind of hints to like, "Oh yeah, like I fought at that that fight." Because they were talking about like Operation, Operation Cinder. Cinder, yeah. So Operation Cinder has been uh, talked about in a number of material. It first appeared in 2015 in the Shattered Empire comics. It then appeared in the 2017 Battlefront 2 game, and then it was also a big part of the Aftermath trilogy, which you've read the last two of, and I've read the first one of, so um, whatever. But basically, Operation Cinder was an event that happened where both Rebel and Imperial planets were targeted by the empire shortly after the events of return of the jedi mm-hmm. and we learned that it caused the deaths of about five to ten thousand people right um and it's caused many imperials such as mayfeld and Aiden versio in battlefront 2 to leave the empire for good mm-hmm. um but Valen hess is sitting there like basically i had to do what i had to do like long live the empire and um mayfeld starts giving him lip and he's sitting there like he was kind of pissed about it and uh Finally, like, it, it's kind of built up, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, shut your mouth, like, you're gonna blow this, and all of a sudden, bam, because he's, like, they they were figuring out what to toast to, and then Mayfeld's like, how about Operation Cinder, and then I forgot, or was that Valen Hess?
1: No, it was, um, it was, um, it was Mayfeld, they're sitting there, they're trying to figure out what to toast to, and... You can see on Mayfeld's face, dude. Okay. First of all, Bill Burr is like a goddamn stand up comedian who's been in a couple of things. His acting and this specific Phenomenal. scene. Phenomenal. Dude, I was, I, oh my God, I, I was blown away, man. Just like, yeah. he, he's looking at, he's looking at, what's his name? He's looking at uh, Hess, right? He's looking at him and he goes, What about Operation? Oh, well, how about Operation Cinder? And that's when Hess goes, Now that's a man who knows his history. And then yep. he goes, "I fought in or I served in um Operation center, and as they start and then he says one more thing, and they keep talking about it, and Hess keeps explaining these things and and you just see it the p t s d is fucking kicking yeah. in, and he's thinking about all of the not only of all the atrocities that he was forced to commit but all of his brothers that he that he that died on the battlefield with him. That were lost because of these bullshit operations that the empire has no regard for their people because they're not clones, they're stormtroopers, they're people, you know. And so, like, yep. and that's something that we learn with the the Battlefront Two game, you know, is like you play a character who then turns to the you know rebel side, you know. Um, yeah. And so, like, you see literally tears welling up in his eyes. And he's trying to figure out what to do, and you see Din is like, "Yo, man, yo, man, like calm yeah. down." And then he just says, "Fuck it," and he just he yeah. just blasts him right right in the, right well, in the fucking it
0: chest. Was, it was after he made the comment of with that shipment of riddonium that you guys delivered. Oh, yeah. going to commit atrocities. <clears throat> what like ten times? Oh yeah, blood. he's
1: like he says, uh, "With with and thanks to you boys, the 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 shipment of Rydonium that you just brought us is going to make." He's gonna make operation. We'll, we'll we'll be able to. What does he say? Basically, like operation Cinder. Look, it's it'll pale in pale in comparison, pale in comparison yeah. or ten or tenfold, or something like that. It'll be tenfold of that, and that's when he's just like, "What the fuck have I done?" All right, whatever. We're. I'm not gonna let this, this happen. Isn't, you know, and then he just blasts the dude. You know, and right there, even even I, him, and, he looks over yeah. at Din, and he, like the fucking trooper in the background's like. What the fuck just happened? And everyone's yeah. kind of like, where does this go? You know. But I
0: like how Din didn't hesitate and Din knew that it was the right thing to do. Oh and yeah. They start capping motherfucking. Everybody. They just everybody bam 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 bam, just bam 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 bam. Everybody's Shopped done. The whole way out. Dude. Uh, and then he says, then, "No one saw
1: your face. No one will know it was yep. you because they killed everybody like, that saw him." Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
0: Dude, that was. And yeah. then so yeah. Fucking, and so uh, in comes you know it's, we got we got Fennec Shan we got Karadun standing guard. Just sniping. In comes the slave one. Uh, they're up there, and then we get to see kind of Mayfeld shooting expertise because they're flying off, and not only have they basically capped everyone inside of the base, but he takes this sniper, the fucking slug thrower. Keep in mind, not a laser,
1: not a laser cannon, a fucking slug thrower, which is even more impressive because the the Mm -hmm. fucking ship is flying away, and he has to actually adjust for the way that the the slug is going to be affected by the air, the
0: elevation, all that. Yep, bink he sees he pinpoints that tiny open hatch on the top of the juggernaut blows up the entire fucking base
1: because the it was parked right base. next to another juggernaut that I'm sure had more yep. ridonia in it and then blows up the whole base now okay they land they allow him to leave right they they basically yep. make the agreement that yo you know oh it's it's a shame that inmate such and such you know died in in the explosion on ridonia or whatever the fuck the place is called so my okay because it's me and I'm not going to let an episode go without me talking about what, what bothered me about it. Right. They make multiple comments as he's like, when he pulls the shot off, right. Sure. Uh, fucking Fennec
0: and Kara, they go, that was a nice shot. Like, yeah, it was which Fennec Shan herself is known for being like an ace. Shot right. Shooter. And she's like, that was a good shot. And they also uh, like, I'm sorry. I am yeah, go I'm ahead. Go ahead. Fucking very quick sidebar. Did you notice that Fennec Shan was in the bad batch trailer? Could have been like it. No, it, it is a hundred percent. Her armor. That's fine. It is like all down to the lines on her. Oh, wrist okay. Guard, is it her to the shape of her helmet it is a hundred percent. Well, just cause for, I remember uh, the, Shan.
1: the, because, yeah, we don't know how old she is. She could be pretty old, you know, She like relatively old. She could be in her 40s. In Well, she was there right after Order 66 already capping people. I mean, she's a good-looking older lady. She's So <laughs> let's see. It's five. Order 66 would be
0: 28-ish years. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, she was in her 20s, and that puts her at like 48. Well, if now. there's
1: one thing that we've known about the Rebels cartoons and shit, is that, like, or in Star Wars, is that kids in their... Mid teens are total. Mm -hmm. They have totally capable people like Ahsoka, for instance. So like it could be like it could be just a fucking you know teenage version of um So I'm not like opposed to that idea. You know, like I just mean like they the the bounty hunter that what's what's uh Django employed also had like a very similar looking helmet and armor, and
0: everyone tried to make those comparisons. Um, I was watching it uh, with Star Wars Theory yeah. To pull one of your your quotes, and he's like, "That is one hundred percent her. It's at least her arm, right? 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 So we don't it's know. Maybe it's probably her. Mom her. It's or probably our, her, but it's probably um, her. But
1: so they make the comment, like the comment gets made about the shot and the look on Cara Dune's face. She's like a, a recognition of just how good that shot was, and then like then there's like obviously like a look of like thinking, right? And then they get off of the ship and she says, that was one hell of a shot or something like that. And he goes, yeah, I just had to get some stuff off my chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And they look at each other. And this is the moment when I go, when I'm thinking, here it comes. She's offering him a job to be a part of the New Republic Rangers, basically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is going to be it. And then they say, it's too bad that he died and then he gets to walk away. And then, so then I was just confused. I'm like, okay, like just be, the dude was an Imperial sharpshooter, right? Yeah. That shouldn't be enough to like warrant like, okay, like him destroying the base. Yes. That is enough to be like, you did us a really big solid here. You've earned your freedom. We'll pretend like you died. But to make it make it the emphasis being on the fact the shot was really good, that's what I mean It was like it was like it was almost like they they focused on the wrong aspect of what happened and kind of and it, and I could be totally reading into this incorrectly, but it just felt to me like they were talking about the skill of what he did, not what he did, and so right. that's why I was like, oh, this is gonna be like they're offering him a spot on the new Republic. He's not only did he redeem himself by, by taking out all that shit. And then Din was right there to see how much that bothered him operation cinder and all that. Like this is going to be his new life as a new Republic. We don't have to see him later. Just, you know, it's nice mm-hmm. to know that he's been redeemed and now he's on the good guy side, but no, then ended up being like, Oh no, you just get to go free. And it was like, yeah. ah, I feel like they should have emphasized what he did more and make that the reason why less of, like, oh, it was just a good
0: shot, you know? Yeah. Not only that, I feel like, with an action, like, what he did, it shouldn't be as shady as, like, oh, it's a shame that he died. Like, that should be enough to argue for a full pardon for
1: this. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. This guy... Like,
0: he was in prison. He was in prison for 50 years for, what, like, accessory to the murder of a New Republic officer? Right. Which I'm assuming was when they were in the base, and they were freeing, what's his name, the Twilight guy, and then... Uh, the, that the guy's Deveronian. sister fucking killed the dude. And so that's why he's serving 50 years. Right. Because that's that's what she said in the last episode and she's reading it, yeah, up. Yeah. Like it was like he was accessory. But like he just killed a lot of Imperials for yeah. you and blew up an entire base that was going to reap destruction. This sing- this guy single-handedly did that. and He did the most I rebel think resistance yeah. thing possible. I think you're right where it's like they acknowledged. The skill of the act but like you can't help but think that the way they worded that was if he wouldn't have taken that final shot which was really just a cherry on top kind of moment Mm -hmm. that he probably would have been returned right back to where he was and you know i mean reality he should be able to walk free as an ally of the new republic
1: right i yeah that that was just like my it was me in the like meta thinking like how they wrote it right was was me just like it was like um yeah it was a di- it was a difference of like he definitely did something that was worthy of allowing him to 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 run free right um well
0: look at look at Iden Versio like we were just talking about right. Iden Versio literally led a, an elite stormtrooper squadron responsible for the deaths of hundreds if not thousands of innocent lives you look at um the, the squadrons video say game i playing too. the the main character in that the 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 black guy yeah he uh he was a de Imperial officer. Right. Like, it's a very common thing in this universe for people to de from the Empire and join the Resistance or the, you know, New Republic. Finn. or The rebel rebellions. Finn, for example. Yeah. Finn, I, they set it up to where Finn, it was his first mission and he couldn't pull the trigger. So yeah. So he technically didn't no, do I know. anything. And he was but only like, maintenance. <laughs> he didn't do anything, you know? But, like it's but still it's very much the same thing this guy was there when one dude was dead but now he has to basically live off the radar the rest of his life when he just destroyed an imperial base for you yeah
1: that's that's where it was like i feel like they definitely like they might we might see bill burr again later and they might be like yeah uh kara came back for him kara put in a good word for him and came back for him and god picked him up give me a mayfeld show dude I don't know how much Bill Burr wants to do that, but if Bill Burr's into it, dude. He's not it, a Star dude, Wars fan. Oh, man. Like, if, he, if he'd if he be into it, I would love to see him. Because that, that whole everything um, about his character, he made that episode. You know, it was a filler episode in the sense where it didn't really advance the main story. It developed Din's character, and it developed Mayfeld's character, right? Here we got some dope-ass new Boba armor. And, um, and then at the very end, Mando sends that fucking, you know, hologram to, to Moff Gideon. And he basically flips what Gideon told him, you know, that asset means more to me than you, than you know, you know? And, uh, yeah, like you're right in the notes, like you can see a bit of concern, like Gideon's like, all right, this isn't going to be was just... sitting, he was he was panicking. he was like, like he
0: thought he was clearing fear. we have this dude in cu- like the you know grogu in custody mm-hmm. um long live the empire, and basically it was like no your your shit ain't done, man like I'm coming for you and it was the first episode and
1: without grogu in it. we didn't see him at it all, was.
0: and it was absolutely fine yeah like i i'm so it just goes to show that the Mandalorian can survive without Grogu. Yeah. Even though we know in the back of our head that.
1: The whole point of them doing all
0: this him. is to get them, you know, yeah. like that's. So that, that was that episode. It was a great episode. Um, I think that next episode, just a tiny little prediction and then we can start wrapping it yeah. up. Um, I think in the next episode, we're going to get a Mando Moff Gideon face off. Uh, yeah. I think inevitably we're gonna see Bo-Katan return because think she so? wants that dark saber.
1: Yeah, I I was really on board with that. Um, but my whole my my initial prediction was this is the part one of a two part finale, and this was gonna be like them getting the whole gang back together. And when it wasn't, and then she said, "What's your next move?" Um. Granted, this next episode is the finale, right? It has to be. Like I think it is. If they stick to season one format, I, yeah. I would imagine that they're doing eight episodes. I think a I, I think Star Wars Theory mentioned I think he looked it up and saw that they were doing eight. Anyway, this one's gotta be over an hour long. So mm-hmm. so there, there isn't to say that he doesn't swoop in and pick up Bo Katan on the way to the location. Um sure. We Man, still have to tan Boba Fett and Mando and, all in the slave one and Luke Skywalker. What? <laughs> just kidding. What? Mace Windu. Mace Windu. <laughs> um, oh, that reminds me. I just want to tell you. Uh So we were coming up. Did I tell you the, the star Wars names uh, that, that Mike and I different, the detail Mike and I came up with for ourselves. We were trying no. to come up with star Wars names because we were laughing our asses off one day at um different like theories of shit. <clears throat> And I was talking about Star Wars while I was cleaning a window and he goes, Okay, Mace Window and so I started <laughs> laughing, like like, Oh my god, that's my new name and I said, You don't know how funny it is. Spencer and I were talking on the podcast and I said that I would want to be trained by Mace Windu if I was a Jedi. So the fact you call me Mace Window was perfect and I called him Darth Spraywax. <laughs> 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 and that's kind of like a little detailer inside shit. But like, so we've been just laughing a bunch, calling each other, Darth spray wax and mace window. And we were starting to come, and we were trying to come up with new names for like other people. And, um, we, he, so he wants to start growing, uh, growing flower. And, uh, one of the strains that he wanted, he's like, I'm going to come, I want to come up with like a star Wars one. Cause there's like all sorts of different st- weed strains that are star Wars. Um, right. but, um, he said, he had said one, and I and I was like, "Here, here's a better one, Anna, Hi- Anna High Anna Highwalker." Because he was like, "I need to make Luke Highwalker," and I was like, "No, no, no, Anna Highwalker." He's like, "Yeah, oh, that's gonna be my first <laughs> strain that I grow." So I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Anakush Highwalker. I need the I need the first test of that, bro." But um, no, man, that's a fucking. I don't know, man. This this finale is gonna be dope. It's gonna be. It's got to be over an hour long. I mean. I really hope we get to see Bo Katan. Like, she has to, right? And, like, Boba is going to be like, nah, I don't. Like, because he's, he does have apparently, like, the rightful. If, if what the codex or whatever, if the, the chain code was to be believed, what well, was, uh, uh, deciphered by the Reddit people is that, mm-hmm. um, so it said. Mentor Jest, right? Which I think was supposed to be short for Jester, which was Bo, which was Django Fett's stepdad, because I guess okay. I guess in the comics, Django Fett, um, the Empire shows up, I believe, not the Empire, obviously not the Empire because it's Django. Um, somebody shows up. Oh no, it was like Death Watch or something. Or somebody shows up into like bully his dad and mom, and his dad was like a. Bounty Hunter 2 or some sort of Mandalorian like he's a foundling Mandalorian and uh, anyway whatever so like I think it was a Mandalorian somebody shows up uh, his dad tells him to run his parents literally get shot in the face and he runs to this guy I can't remember his name but his last name is Jester and he's like head of the Mandalorians right head of Death Watch or something right. like that um and his that guy takes him in and that's his stepdad, and trains him. And then, um, that so if that's to be believed, like if that the jest mentor jest that means Boba Fett was then also mentored by Jango's stepdad, basically Boba's grandfather. And mm-hmm. that would mean because of the lineage, I guess in that in that fucking comic or whatever it is, um, Jango Fett becomes the Mandalore because he's next in line behind his stepdad which would mean that Boba then now has a right to the throne of Mandalore, which Bo-Katan is trying to get her Darksaber back because she was the last person to have it, which because of Vizsla, the Darksaber wielder, is the Mandalore. So in a sense, we've got some Game of Thrones type of shit going on right now where we have two Mandalorians Multiple who factions. have yeah. the that have the right to the throne. Now, it just depends. Is, Man- is Boba because one thing we didn't get in these announcements is the Boba Fett spinoff that we thought we were going to get, but I think is now Mandalorian season three is going to be fully like Mando and Boba and maybe Bo-Katan. Like does it's like, this is like a potential for some crazy double faction who wants to be the leader, but I don't see Boba Fett as being the guy who's like, that is my place to rule the the people of Mandalore. I think it's going to be more of, no, you got this. Like, I'm that's not who I am. I'm I'm yeah, I am a bounty hunter, and that's what I'm gonna now I've got my armor back. Like maybe I'll be some sort of military strategist and I think the next season, once Bokatan gets the Darksaber Ooh. So I think Thrawn's gonna be the Ahsoka show. I don't think we're gonna see Thrawn. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see But Thrawn. I could see Bokatan being like night owls are back, I've got the Darksaber. Uh, Grogu's off being trained by Mace Windu or, or, or Luke or whoever. And, and Boba and Din are going to go help Bo-Katan go back to Mandalore, Mandalore and try to take it back from whatever Imperials are still holding that. And we're going to get a new, we might not even see the death of Moff Gideon. He might flee injured back to Mandalore. And this is going to be like, you know, right before they're about to get him, and he gets away. Yeah. And then it's going to be, all right, we have to get all these Mandalorians together to go take yep. back, you know, Siege of Mandalore part seven, you know, and we're going to go back and get <laughs> get our home planet um, for yeah. next season.
0: <sighs> so much coming up, man.
1: So excited for next Thursday night at midnight because <laughs> I ain't risking those spoilers. You're staying
0: though. up, man. And then you got to wait. 24 hours for me to watch it.
1: I don't mind. Um, then I got to wait a whole another 12 months to watch Mando season three. Right. <laughs>
0: well, shit, man. On that note, do you want to wrap it Let's up? Let's wrap it up, dude. We've been going for almost two and a half hours. Yes, Longer. Long All up. right, man. Well, uh thank you for hanging out and sticking with us. And we know that this was a very packed episode. It's a good episode, yeah, man. Happened. We had a lot to talk about. Coffee and, in the cantina, um,
1: bro. I like that.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm woken up now, ready to go actually start my day Mm -hmm. uh as always you can follow us over on instagram at their only legends uh we are posting as much content as we can we're getting you know discussions going jedi saturday sith sunday Mm -hmm. uh we're posting comic pages we're posting memes we're posting news uh it's just a good place to go hang out and we have a little small following over there but if you enjoy us enjoy listening to us go check it out give us a follow uh there's, there's good stuff over there um you can send us a comment or question, or if you have an idea that you want us to read on the show, if you have any kind of theories, that you want Tyler to go over and record for a Thursday theory kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can send all that kind of stuff over to, uh, only legends at gmail.com. Also, I've said it for the last two weeks. I'm gonna say it again this week. Y'all are getting a comment corner next week. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I've, I've been so busy this last week. It's the end of the, the year at my job. And I, work in a you know administrative setting so i just haven't had the time to come home and devote the the hours that i need to 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 put out a quality product that i want to provide you guys so um started recording it got a good story picked out we're gonna we're gonna touch base and we'll, we'll re- release that uh this saturday so three days after the day of this recording um or, or this dropping that'll be available on a. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, we also got Tyler's theories, which may not come out every week. Um, I kind of said this when we announced it, where it's like, Hey, it's going to be a weekly thing Tyler does. It's a lot of work. You guys, it's a lot of work to research a theory, type it out, get it recorded, get it all edited in time for us to provide you with a quality product. So if a Thursday hits and you don't get a Thursday theory, don't worry about it. It's just because we don't want to, we don't want to push bullshit out to you. So true. Um, But like, like I said, if you guys got something you want us to talk about or go over or discuss or something for Tyler to go over, if you have a favorite comic series that you want me to kind of read through and digest and narrate and throw some music and sound effects, and we can have a discussion about too, send those ideas over again, that's their only legends at gmail.com. Last thing, if you're listening on Apple podcast or if whatever platform you're listening on allows you to rate subscribe, um that shit really it it means a lot to us so if you can go in leave us a rating if you take the 30 seconds to write out hey i like listening to these guys or hey no these guys' voices are stupid i really don't care what you say but if when you go through and you engage with us like that it helps other people be able to find the show it moves us up in the listing so anything you can do helps um we appreciate the good reviews obviously but if not if you guys got any problems with the show you can hit us up we can discuss that with you give us a chance um that being said, Tyler, is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, uh, I just want to say, like with the Thursday
1: theories thing, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Like you said, if if you, if it shows up on Thursday, or if you go and look on Thursday and there isn't a, a Thursday theory on there, um, then you know you know that I wasn't trying to push bullshit. But I still do I do want to try because it is something that gets my creative gears turning. And uh, speaking of Thursday theories, uh, Travis, you know you've heard me mention I have a I have a podcast with. He sent an email uh to us <clears throat> and uh regarding Thursday theory. It says, yo, what up, Fuzzballs? Just listened to the new Thursday Theory. I really enjoyed it. It was a good essay. I agreed with it and it really shed some light on why Luke was acting like a little snob teen bitch in TLJ. Anyways, <laughs> excited to hear the next theory, PS, you should name that essay I suppose. You only said it like forty seven times. So apparently I said I suppose a bunch. Um, I, I thought I only said it because I would say, well, that's not all bad, I suppose. And that was because like I was being a sarcastic little fuck, but, um, yeah, if you want to hear Travis's, uh, thoughts on last week's episode of Mandalorian, as well as a few other ones, you can go hear that on psych with Travis and Tyler. We discussed some of it. I don't talk about it because I don't talk about my side. Cause you all heard me ramble about it for two hours. Um, but I kept it. I kept it in and let Travis do his uh, give his opinion on it. Uh, but like I said, Psycho, Travis, and Tyler, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find that one over there. We talk about all sorts of stuff. We talked about on the most recent episode, we talked about LeBron James's new contract. We talked about why uh, he doesn't want to win a championship. Well, that's what I said. Uh, we talked about Travis's thoughts on Mandalorian as well as a couple other things here and there. NFL got sp- sprinkled in there a little bit as well as uh, uh, a couple other things I can't really remember. But go check us out uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. It's over there. Psych with Travis and Tyler. S-triple-I-K-E-P-O-D exclamation mark. Don't put the pod in there. I was just rattling off my shit. Anyway, this was a great app Two and a half hours deep. I love it. I love to see it. Love to hear it. We'll be back next week to probably only talk about the finale of Mandalorian. And as far as the yeah. Comic Corner stuff goes, like once Mando's over next week... Um, send in those like recommendations for comics because the comic corners you've been doing have been centered around the Mando storyline. And now that that's mm-hmm. going to be over, you know, it's, it's open, you know, to whatever, yeah. whatever people want to hear, or whatever you find. And so, um, and my theories are going to be, I'm kind of like, maybe I might skip on Thursday theories this week just to wait for Mandalorian to be over. Um, because that's kind of been such a focal point and I don't necessarily want to have all my theories related to, current canon stories coming out i want to get more crazy with it um yeah but in any case we appreciate you all listening sticking with us enjoying enjoying some mando talk we're excited to see what the the future of star wars holds i mean it's going to be a lot and uh it's a great time to be a star wars fan there hasn't been a better time since 1977 so with that may the force be with you all we we love you and appreciate you and until
0: next time take it easy everybody
1: years of